Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It is Thursday, June 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, prosecutors say a New Jersey mother killed her toddler son because she felt he was getting in the way of an extramarital affair. The allegation came Wednesday during a detention hearing for Heather Reynolds. The 41-year-old Gloucester Township resident is charged with murder and child endangerment in the boy's May 2018 death. Campton County prosecutors say Heather Reynolds suffocated her 17-month-old son Axel by holding a cleansing wipe over his nose and mouth. But her attorney argued that she had nothing to do with the death. A judge eventually ruled that Reynolds will remain jailed until her trial, noting she faces a possible life sentence. Officials have said that Reynolds ran from her home holding her unresponsive child in her arms and screamed for help from her neighbors. Emergency crews soon found the boy on the lawn of the family's home. Hahnemann University Hospital employees are looking for an intervention from the state to keep the hospital open. Employees, including members of the Pennsylvania Association of Staff, Nurses, and Allied Professionals, will be joined by elected officials at City Hall to call for state leaders to step in. The protest takes place today at noon, just a year after purchasing Hahnemann University Hospital. American uh, Academic Health System says it plans to close the 171-year-old institution. In a news release Wednesday, the company said it plans to close the hospital at Broad and Vine Streets on or at about September 6th. A Philadelphia Academic Health System said the closing is due to continuing unsustainable financial losses. Hospital management met with staff nurses Wednesday morning to deliver the news. Hahnemann had already laid off 175 workers in early April, citing a multi-million dollar deficit, which was increasing each month by 3 to $5 million. It's weird because it's such a fixture there. You know, you, you pass it all the time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, are, are they planning something else or they're, they're just shuttering it now and figuring out what just- they're Shutting it down, yeah. Uh, The April layoffs include 66 nurses, 22 technical workers, and 88 non-union employees. I heard this morning, though, that they're going to see the effects of this, like this weekend, that ambulances will start going to other hospitals and things like that. Uh, The hospital said it is working with city and state officials to begin closing down its inpatient and outpatient services. Well, Kathy, I've just dabbled, but if they need tracheotomies, I will be around. I don't think they're going to call you. The union representative uh, represents 800 uh, registered nurses at Hahnemann. Uh, They've appealed to Mayor Jim Kenney, Philadelphia City Council, the Pennsylvania legislation, and uh, Governor Tom Wolf to intervene in a uh, bid to keep the hospital open. The union has asked the property not to be used as real estate uh, commodity to enrich its owner, its current owner. So Hahnemann University Hospital has 496 beds <clears throat> and about 2,500 workers. So they're saying by September, uh, this hospital will be shut down. Wow. Mm. An Ocean City, New Jersey boardwalk eatery is turning heads and ruffling some feathers with their new beach umbrella rental service. With some love, the new set... What the While some love the new setup near the Ocean City Music Pier, opponents say it's taking up too much room. Around Memorial Day, regular beachgoers in Ocean City near the Music Pier started noticing something different in abundance of red and yellow umbrellas. Each umbrella set up with a lounge chair underneath has a Frenchie's logo on it. It's an eatery directly behind them on the boardwalk that's recently expanded into the beach rental business and will even deliver food to your chair. Some say it's perfect and extremely convenient. Yeah. Uh, Others say it's taking up prime real estate on the beach. Oh, sweet. Are they all Ready setting up yes. these umbrellas They're- before people even get to the beach. Exactly. And then you can go, oh, okay, I'll just take umbrella number seven. And right. And- that's kind and of so BS. then they're saying there's there's umbrellas and chairs that are not being used and they're taking up the beach space. I would rip those right out of the sand and <laughs> yeah and say all right, you know, yeah because I have a I have a problem 
with people that do that, which is you know set so, something up and leave. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know and, what you mean. and people will do that, and it's like, no, man. If if you want this spot on the beach, then you you got to be. So yeah. this business is putting this, them, but they they have no legal right yes, to that they stretch. Do. They do. So okay. The officials right. with Adventure Golf South, the company that owns Frenchies, say as part of the property deed, they do own riparian rights, which oh. means oh. that they can do business Wait. on the beach in Repair? front of their eatery along the music pier. Okay. Riparian rights. What is that? I'm sorry. It basically means that they can do business um, in front on the beach in front of where they own their restaurant. So that's and that's where that is. They can repair. They, they are allowed to repair it. No, yeah. it's government uh, property, guys. <laughs> not well. Then, if they are legally allowed to do it, then there's not do much it. you can do about yeah. that. I would imagine. Now, yeah. the VP of Operations says that Frenchies is trying to be good neighbors as they are offering something new, and they're working with the city to try to figure out the best way to do it. So they're not saying, "Oh, screw you." They're, they said that they're they're working with everybody. They want to make sure that everybody is happy, um, but they obviously do want to run their business. Well, the concept is very much like a resort where you're down at the beach, and you know, uh, and they they come over and ask how you're doing and take your orders. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Hang on a second. Mark here just went to investigate the umbrellas. Oh, wait a second. Do we, do, we, do we have investigating music of oh, some I got type? Some, or, I got something. All right, man. give I me something it. here before we go to uh, Mark, and then I'll uh, right. I will officially introduce him because apparently we have investigative music. Here. There we go. All right. Okay. Mark on the beat. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. How are you guys? Good. So you went to investigate the umbrellas. Yeah, we went down for dinner, and while we were down there, that's our spot where we usually go every year. Yeah. So we went down there to investigate and talk to the guys that are actually renting the stuff on the beach. Yeah. They, they're they not allowed to set the, the chairs up until you actually rent them from them. Okay, so they can't just set them out and uh, wait for you to come sit down. You, you come up, and, and then they follow you out and set up the chair and the umbrella, correct? That's, that's correct. All right. Okay. okay. Then. So. All right. Okay. But is that contrary to what you have in your story there, Kathy? Um, Thanks, Mark. No, just that they can do business. I mean, the the picture and the videos that I've seen, it's already set up, and that's what people were complaining about. They were saying, don't set them all up. Set them up as people rent them. That way, if, you know, they're not all being used, then they're still... You know, beach property that other people can set up. That's at. the riparian way. But then yeah, can they yeah. can they tell you to, to get out of their property area if they need to set up for customers? No. And like I said, the guy that they that uh, so I saw this story on six ABC. The guy that's that uh, the ABC reporter was talking to was like very friendly and saying, "We just want to make this work. Like Beat it, we don't want nuts. anybody to be angry." Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah, if I saw an empty um, chair and umbrella taking up a spot and. The Ocean City beaches get super crowded because it's not that big of a beach, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would have a big time problem with this. Well, and, and you know, I'd probably but you know rip what? it out I, of the ground and, and throw it into the ocean. One of the women that they spoke to, <laughs> I wouldn't throw it. But in. here's the thing: one of the women that they spoke to um, was an elderly woman, and she said, "This is perfect for me. She yeah. doesn't have to lug all her stuff on the beach. She wants something to eat. They'll bring it to her. You know, yeah. it was okay. She can go after herself. <laughs> no, it was uh, easy and I understand and that. convenient for her. And and I think too, a lot of people go to um, who don't have beach houses go to Ocean yeah. City for the day. So somebody who's just going for the day and doesn't have somewhere to store all of their stuff, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. Our back case. Hey, hey oh, back. oh, hang on a second. Not everyone has a house is it down me at the shore. The world? Is it me the world? Come on! No, um, I, I don't. There's a lot of this stuff that I don't have a problem with. What I have a problem with is taking up real estate without an actual yes. human being. And I, so I, I, I agree with that. 
One hundred percent with you. And like for for somebody like my mother, if this was, you know, for my yes, all I'm all for it. And hey, if you want to deliver, sorry, my hips hurt and I can't walk in the shade. Now you you guys know that I've I've always had somebody who tries to reserve uh, a space for like hours, hate it, leaves a a resort towel on a (laughs) resort, uh, you know, uh, chair, lounge chair, and for hours without being there. That's wrong. You know how That's bees, just flat wrong. You know how bees see patterns and things that we don't see? When I see a blanket on a, like, holding a, uh, a chair or something for hours and no one's back, what I see is pee on me. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Yeah. I, yes. You can't do that. It's yeah. just rude. It's not cool. Yeah, so, I mean, like, Wildwood, which is where I go now. I used to go to Ocean City all the time, but, like, uh... That beach is so big, and for you know, they, they just started um, renting uh, beach boxes, or uh, I guess that's what they call them. Where yeah, cabanas? No, no, no. It's so you can actually leave all of your beach gear in oh. these boxes on the beach, so you don't have to okay. lug it back and forth. Makes it easier to steal. Yeah, well, uh, it's almost no, like a rental locker of sorts. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Essentially, okay. is it's what it is. Why would does this? And they, they just started doing it, Good and idea. and yeah. it's great. But they didn't they didn't do enough of them. Okay. And, and they're not eyesores. They're actually kind of cool looking. And the beach is so big. But, the, you know, there are right. a lot of people who we live. can't fix the world. Maybe man. we maybe we can come back to this. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see uh, what we have going on. But anyhow, it's obviously a hot button for yeah, a few yeah. people. So yep. if you are interested, the Chase Lounge goes for $10, umbrella $10, and a beach safe for $6. Or they have a special deal. You can get two Chase Lounge chairs, one umbrella, and a beach safe for $30. $29, actually. Sweet. In sports this morning. <laughs> Sacks are yummy. The Phillies continued their series with the Mets with another win last night. Yeah! Jay Bruce hit an RBI double in the bottom of the 10th inning against his former team, and the Phillies rallied to beat the Mets 5-4 for their first walk-off win of the season. Mets lefty Jason Vargas tied a career high with 10 strikeouts, but he was pulled after only 77 pitches, and the Phillies overcame a 4-0 deficit against the New York bullpen. The series wraps up this afternoon. Zach Wheeler will get the start for New York. Aaron Nola pitches for the Phillies. Game time is at 105. The bamboo is still working. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Hey, and if you're at the game today, look for uh, Beasley employees. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's Beasley Day at the ballpark. And I guess I think the kids get to run the bases after the game today. Ooh, that nice. also is happening. The Flyers announced they have re-signed goaltender Brian Elliott to a one-year contract extension worth $2 million. Elliott will enter his third season with the Flyers since signing as a free agent in July of 2017. In two seasons with the club, he has a combined record of 34-22-8 with a 2.77 GAA and a 908 save percentage. Those are good grades. In NBA news. The Golden State Warriors star Kevin Durant has declined his $31.5 million player option and will become an unrestricted free agent. Durant is still considering a number of scenarios in free agency, including a return to Golden State. The New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets, and L.A. Clippers are also believed to be considerations. Durant, who is 30 and a two-time NBA Finals MVP with the Warriors, suffered a torn Achilles tendon in Game 5 of the Finals and is expected to need the entire upcoming season to fully rehabilitate the injury. He can sign a four-year, $164 million deal with another team and still remain eligible to sign a five-year, $221 million deal with the Warriors. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome to a sunny Thursday. Going to go up to about 92 degrees. Nice summer day. Today, we have a few things that are going on, uh, including our friends from Wawa stopping by today because they're getting set for 
uh, the big Wawa Welcome America celebration. Casey and I will be on board for that once again this year. And... Uh, Hoagie Day. It's Hoagie Day. 27th annual Hoagie Day. So we'll get all the details and we will do some giveaways in conjunction with Wawa stopping by this morning. I just had a Wawa Hoagie. That's wonderful. And it was dandy. They've got special prices on them. I think they're like 3 5 and $7 or something like that. Anyway, I'll get, I'll get the details. So the advertising my local Wawa this very morning. Um, we also have the belly flop uh, championship coming up, and that is going to be on July 11th. So here's the deal: we're still we're trying this battle of the sexes this year, and we're really slow to getting female on, females on board. We got plenty of guys that are signed up for the contest; that's wonderful. But for the uh, female side, we need more ladies to sign up, and we have a great prize for each gender: five hundred dollars in cash. And tickets to see of the Rolling Stones, which, by the way, advance word on the first couple of shows played with Mick back, are sub- they're amazing. From what I understand, he's incredible. Need we remind you that he had a heart incident yeah, this year? Yeah, exactly. I mean, God bless. I hope he goes on forever, but uh, let's admit it. It's not looking good. Okay, so you want to get so you want to see the yeah. show. Okay, <laughs> but, we're trying to get the people out to participate. Well, we want to get ladies yeah, on board. Yeah. And listen, we might be barking up the wrong tree. And if if uh, if ladies indeed don't want to do it, then we'll never try it again. But just for fun, we want to see if some ladies want to have a chance to come out and do the belly flop. And you just uh, you bring a little character, a little style. You jump in the pool. You might walk away winning. As of right now, there's a woman who's guaranteed five hundred dollars in Rolling Stones tickets. But maybe you can take her out of the race. You can come in if you're big. You, maybe you come in on the sexy side. Maybe you come in on the character side. Yeah, whatever. Maybe it is. you do a different weird dive cut. Whatever you want, we're yeah. up for it. Yep, absolutely. In fact, we're begging. So uh, all you have to do is. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is go to WMMR.com and click on events and get signed up, ladies. So we, we want you on board. And anybody and everybody, if you're 21 years of age or older, can come and join us at Valley Forge Casino Resort in their pool, which is amazing. It is yeah. great. And it be is. there for the event. And we just announced our buddy Mike Jarek is going to be one of our celebrity judges. His first time at the event. Maybe it'll be your first time as well. But Get on it. Listen, if you know someone, if you know a female who's adventurous and a little bit loopy and into doing some fun, crazy stuff, get in touch with her. Tell her about the contest and get her signed up. And maybe she'll take you to the Stone Show if she wins the tickets. We were talking about senior citizens earlier. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Maybe Gum Gum. Yeah. Gum Gum. Yeah, just punt her into the pool. Gum Gum? I mean, we're still taking the the encouragement route, but like, at what point do we Hi, turn and, and go, ladies, we're disappointed in you. Well, well, right now, we'll that's say. not the time. No, no that's, that's not, not the, the time. We don't start the message by saying we're disappointed. Yeah, well, yeah. well, we didn't start the message. I mean, it's been going on for a week, and we think you're all great. But, like, by next week, no, we this, go. This is uh, our I first shameless <laughs> yeah, approach. We're, we're, yeah. we're working on it now. We'll keep that thought to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And we'll discuss that off air. So, worry about the beach. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. You can go to WMMR.com and click events for the info. When we return, some entertainment stories, some stupid questions, some giveaways. And we share the morning together. Be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to do a stupid question today, and we are going to give away a $50 Reader's Water Ice gift card. Question that I have for you this morning is, where is the, and ask, tell me if I've asked this before, where is the annual college football Rose Bowl game held? 
You might have. I probably Doesn't have. matter, though. That's what the question town? today. What town is uh. what I want to know. All right, where do they have the Rose Bowl game? 215-263-WMMR. What town, what city? And let's see if you know the answer. All right, so call now. I, I've been... The, the, the trivia cards that I use that I got from Nick from this really cool game called I Know... Um, I've, they've. I try to separate the ones that I've used, and some of the ones that I've used have made their way back into the deck. And now I'm like, I don't know what I've done and what I haven't done yet. Listen, uh, uh, from our perspective, we can't remember what happened in the six o'clock hour good when point. the nine o'clock hour rolls around. So right, I, I think we're good. All right, we'll call now. Let's see if you know the answer. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. It is Thursday, June 27th. J.J. Uh, Abrams has a birthday today. I was uh, just talking about him the other day, and Bad Robot, his uh, production company. Uh, is maybe going to be taking on a, a it's going to be bought, I guess, like a Spielberg a, level deal, a ridiculous amount of money in, yeah, the, in yeah. the billions, I think. So uh, he deserves it. Yeah, I mean, he's brought us all kinds of amazing series and movies: Lost and Alias, and uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Cloverfield, whole bunch of great stuff. That whole Cloverfield thing. Yeah. I love. In fact, when Overlord came out last summer, I thought there was going to be like a Cloverfield, a Cloverfield tie-in. And that would have been cool. It would have been, but uh, Overlord's all right. Uh, the there was that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Cloverfield was it? Paradigm was that the? What was the? Uh... I forgot the name of the last one that was in space. That one. It was, it was okay. okay. Yeah, it was all right. But you know what? I like that they kind of continued this whole yeah. roundabout weird story in the in the vein of Cloverfield. But the the movie Cloverfield was the best. Love it. What they've done so far, I think personally. Uh, J.J. Abrams is 53 today. It's Chloe's birthday today. Chloe! Chloe. Happy birthday! Uh, Chloe turns uh, 35 years old today. So wow, she's only 35? Yeah, you think she was much older? Yeah, What's with know. the heartbeat? That's your heart. That's her breathing. That's my heart, I'm sorry. Uh, that's my heart, uh, uh, yeah, so, I feel like um, we've been talking about them for so long. For I just feel like centuries. Older. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, I, honestly, I thought she was older as well. Who's the oldest of the sisters? Is, is uh, it Courtney? Uh, Courtney? Yeah, yeah. it is Courtney, but I'm not sure how old she is. But uh, Chloe is turning 35, so I'm sure they have a, a big to-do in Kardashian fashion. Of course. Yeah. Big to-do. But listen, every photo that you do see of her, I, I'd like to know how tall she is. She's, I mean, we joke about uh, her size, 5'10", but I think. she is Ta- way taller than every girl that she takes a photo of. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, 5'10", which is that's it's tall, tall but that's not... You I know. think with the heels, and I think the sisters yeah. are shorter. Yeah. That's why there was always a rumor that she was the odd woman out. There was a, the, you know, the, the rumor that she was OJ's kid. Uh, that was a, a long... But he just uh, said that's not the case, but... Right. Uh, of all of them, personality-wise, and I know I, I, I do the crazy uh, pitch-down voice, I like her, her attitude the most. Yeah, yeah. So 35 today. Then you have uh, Toby McGuire celebrates mm-hmm. his birthday. Uh, he is uh, 44 years old. You know, it just made its uh, way back up onto the internet, that bizarre picture of him, Leonardo DiCaprio, and David Blaine. Naked? Yeah. Sitting around in their... Ro- yeah, naked with their dongs hanging out. Wow. Uh, is that is it real? I don't know. It, no. it came it, out... Over 15 years ago. It was pre, like... It's like 20 years ago. If you saw it online, you're like, well, that's absolutely true. You know, it's before we knew that uh, things could be manipulated. That they doctored stuff. I don't know. But uh, Tobey Maguire is 44 today. Uh, Was H. Ross Perot in that picture, too? He was, too. His birthday as well. That's my junk, huh? Pretty impressive, don't you think? He's 89 years old today. Former Reform Party presidential candidate. I liked him. Yeah, he had, there was something that was funny about him. You know who did a great impression of him was Dana, Dana Carvey. Carvey. Yeah. Spot on. Spot on, exactly. So he's uh, 89. Then you have uh, actor Sam Claflin, 
He, the, the only thing you may know him from is from the Hunger Games. He played the character Finnick in that. He's 33. Uh, Chandler Riggs, who is Carl on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, Coral. 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 Mm-hmm. The name's Carl. <laughs> uh, he's 20. He started off as a kid on that show that I found a little bit annoying, but uh, he grew into the role and, yeah. and you really liked him after a while. He became like, uh, I'm not going to say a Christ figure, but he, he was trying to be a unifier. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, Case, did you see this I got you, bro. Birthday today. Yeah. So this, All right. So actor Christian Kane. Uh-huh. Who is from the TV show Leverage? Uh, it, he came. The reason I bring him up, and Nick told me it was his birthday today, is he had come out to the camp out for hunger one year for uh, an interview. They were they might have been promoting Leverage. They were. And this is when we were in Plymouth meeting, and he was a very nice guy. And Casey gave one of my favorite lines of all time. So his name is Christian Kane. <laughs> and are you ready with the music? Yeah. And it went like this. Casey goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, but do you have a sister, Christian?" <laughs> Right into this, and I died laughing. And he laughed too. He thought yeah. it was funny too. Yeah, but on uh, leverage, he plays. Kind of, he's he's like the tough guy. He's he's the fighter. He's, yeah, he he's was the little, muscle. He was on uh, Angel, which was the sequel to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah? had, a, had a brief run, and he was a really malevolent character. Uh, so he's celebrating his forty seventh birthday today. Hopefully, uh, his sister. Has a birthday soon, too. Christian, sister Christian. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. In what town do they hold the Rose Bowl uh, game? 215-263-WMMR. That is a number, and I will... Let's go to Tom and see if he knows the answer. Good morning, Tom. Top of the morning. Yo, buddy, where do they hold the Rose Bowl? Pasadena, California. You got it. Pasadena. One moment, Tom. We are going to give you a $50 Rita's Water Ice gift card, and the five-layer gelati is back at Rita's. Add an extra layer of custard to your favorite gelati, only at Rita's and only for a limited time. You guys ever been to Pasadena? Yeah. Uh, I have, yes. Is it nice? It's one of the only towns in Southern California. There's actually like a town center, and uh, yeah, it's really pleasant. It's um, a, a good hour, hour and a half from the beach, so it's different than... Uh, some of the beach communities. But, it's, yeah, it's really pretty. I liked it a lot. All right, cool. Let's get into some of the entertainment stories. Wendy Williams' son, Kevin Hunter Jr., has pleaded not guilty for allegedly assaulting his dad, Kevin Hunter. His previous reported 18-year-old Kevin got into a fight with his dad outside of Krauser's Food Stores in West Orange, New Jersey. Not Krauser's! Back in May, yep. Uh, the fight allegedly started after Kevin allegedly called his dad a bitch. I never call my dad a bitch. Yeah. Uh, responding officers were told that things escalated afterwards with Kevin Sr. hitting his son with a closed fist to the face. Uh, Kevin denies those claims. Uh, according to TMZ, during, boys, boys, don't fight. during the court appearance, the prosecutor reportedly asked for more time to review the case, so no action was taken. Uh, Kevin Jr. wore a white button-down shirt without a tie. Looked and, nice for the court. And black slacks for his court appearance. Well, uh, so Wendy's been adopting a more earthier look. Uh, look at her in this picture, President. I've seen her out and about. She looks dramatically different. I would not say as less glammed. Glammed up. That's right. <laughs> Steve. Glammed. I love the look yeah. on your face when you do that voice. Right. I wish people could see that. It looks. If we were to freeze. So does it. If we were to yeah. freeze frame that, it would almost look like rage on yeah. your face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to hurt to talk oh, that way. It does. It does. Uh, but I actually think she looks better this way. I agree. I, I hate that overly done. 
caked on makeup oh. thing. But uh, anyhow, there she is. Sources close to Kim Kardashian have responded to all the backlash that the reality star is facing after announcing her new shapewear line, Kimono. <sighs> and Casey, it doesn't have to do with like what your wife was saying about how it's uh, you know giving a complex to body uh, issues. Kim was accused of cultural appropriation for naming her line Kimono after the traditional no. Japanese garment and also trademarking the name Kimono. But um, Did Japan file an official complaint? Japan, <laughs> Japan has filed an official complaint. No, according to TMZ, sources say that Kim has no plan to produce traditional garments and she isn't the first one to use the name Kimono. There's uh, Kimono, although it's spelled different, uh, Kimono sunglasses, Kimono lash, Kimono restaurant, and Kimono condoms and more. Wow. So it's silly. Uh, so these sources add that uh, Kim... She said she was sorry, but sorry is another piece of garb from another country, and that was a cultural <laughs> she appropriation. She spelled it Oh, it doesn't I matter. It sounded sorry, like it, and that man. was cultural appropriation. Uh, so source added that Kim trademarking the name only applies to her business as it's sta- as standard practice. She also trademarked other businesses that she has uh, that... She has that incorporate her first name in some way because Kim Mo is how they went with Kimojis, right? Yeah, exactly. She made a she made a mint off those. And what about that um that game app that made oh, her yeah. seventy five million dollars? Yeah. You remember uh-huh. that thing? I don't remember the name of that. Uh so we touched on this yesterday and it looks like uh it came to pass. Beth Chapman, uh wife of Dwayne Dog Chapman, passed away yesterday. They were saying mm-hmm. it was looking bleak and certainly it was. It was in a Honolulu Hospital after a long battle with throat cancer. She was only 51 years old. Oh. That's how old my, when my mom, my mom passed away. She was 51. I'm like, I didn't realize that uh, she, that uh, she was that young, Preston. She, yeah, she, I know. I mean, I hate to say it, but she appeared a little bit older. I know what you mean. Yes, uh, Chapman was hospitalized last weekend after having trouble breathing and choking. She was placed in a medically induced coma. Uh, she was diagnosed with stage two throat cancer in 2017, but was cancer free by December of that year. Uh, it returned last November. Dog announced the news via Twitter, writing, It's 532 in Hawaii. This is the time that she would wake up and go hike Cocoa Head Mountain. Uh, only today, she hiked the stairway to heaven. We all mm. love you, Beth. See you on the other side. Well, didn't Big Ange die of throat cancer as well? Oh, that's a good question. I, that sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, I'd forgot about Big Ange. Wow. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Yep. So, sad news. Uh, that is sad. In the world of uh, Dwayne Dog Chapman. Audio has been leaked between Harvey Weinstein and two New York Times reporters that show the former movie producer uh, trying to clean things up. In the audio obtained by Inside Edition, Weinstein pressed journalist Jody Cantor and Megan Twohey. Twohey. Uh, um, I guess it would be Twohey. Okay. T W O H E Y. Uh, for more information on his accusers, saying, I think you ought to be specific and tell me who they are and if they're on the record. Uh, on the multiple sexual harassment accusations, he said, I'm not a saint, but I'm not the sinner you think I am. He then got defensive, challenging their reporting, saying, there are mistakes you've made. I promise we will find them. Uh, it seems like you have a lot of hearsay on your hands. I'm going to say this nicely. Get the facts right. You're a journalist. Do you remember the fa- it came out that he had hired uh, one or maybe two ex-Massad agents to be sort of his um, bodyguards, bodyguards yeah. and dirt diggers and so on and so forth? Yeah. His modus operandi was to say, okay, you have this story about me, but 
he was running Hollywood. I'll get you a sit-down interview with this major star. Yeah, yeah. And so he'd trade off, you know. Uh-huh, yeah. Pretty loathsome. Uh, the reporter said at the time that uh, they had no idea that they were being recorded, which would be illegal, I think. So, yes. I don't know. Depends on which state, I guess. That's true, yes. Uh, yesterday, one of Cuba Gooding Jr.'s lawyers asked a judge to dismiss sexual abuse charges against the actor and also asked for the accuser's name to be made public. According to page six, Mark Heller pressed Manhattan Criminal Court Judge Keisha Espinel uh, to rule on his motion to dismiss, which claims the 30-year-old woman's allegations that the star grabbed her breasts are bogus. Uh, Heller argued Mr. Gooding's life had been has been put on hold. It's on the pause button, substantially impacting him financially and professionally. And the judge said that she would reserve ruling on the motion to dismiss until prosecutors have to uh, have had a chance to respond. So um, she's going to rule on it August 14th when he's due back in court. So it's going to be a little while. I have another death, and this is a um, mainly a character actor, but he's worked for a long, long time. A guy named Billy Drago, who you may not know right from the name, 73 years old, most known for his work as Nitty in The Untouchables. He was the hitman, the guy in white. Oh, he, gets pit- he gets pitched off the roof at the end. I had the clip because yeah. it's such an iconic moment in a great movie, and this was it. He died like a pig. What did you say? I said that your friend died screaming like a stuck Irish pig. Now you think about that when I beat the rat. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> nope. Hey. Ah! Ah! Goes him off the roof. Such a great scene. Well, what I love is, is too, is that um, uh, Costner takes him and never even pauses. Just walk, whoom, right yeah. off the edge. Yeah, He's I a lo- great bad guy in that he movie. He is. I love the scene where he first kind of intimidates Ness. And he's like, yeah. hey, nice house there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a shame if anything happened. And you're like, whoa, man. He was- it's okay. We have a service that'll repair stuff. Right. <laughs> no, dummy. I'm going, ah, oh, the hell with it. <laughs> he doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. We've, uh, my my brother was a contractor, ago. so we're, we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah. We are uh, whatever you're selling, I'm not in it. I'm with the opposite. I'm Capone's boy. Oh. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. <laughs> Sad news. Uh, I, was, I, I was such an iconic character. His cause of death was complications from a stroke. Uh, his four-decade spanning career saw the actor appear. Steve, he was in uh, Pale Rider. Yes, he which was. Is a favorite of yours and I. I love it. Uh, Clint Eastwood. And uh, he also appeared in many television shows over the years, including Charmed and X-Files, survived by his sister Patty and brother Steve and his two sons, Darren and Derek. So. We've, we've talked about how, in fact, we just had this conversation about how good... I love westerns. I love really yeah. well done westerns. You know, Star Wars is is like a western in a way. You know, yeah. Uh, the the whole deal when they're when they're done like like Pale Rider, like uh, the Outlaw Josie Wales, like Silverado, like yeah. Tombstone. They're just fantastic. I agree. I agree. So sad news that he's gone. Uh, Steve, you sent me this, and I, I uh, it's a very long story, but I but I pared it down a bit. The former Playboy centerfold who played Michael Jackson's real life girlfriend. In the music video Thriller, has told how she turned up on set stoned and shared a passionate kiss with the King of Pop. That's how she did it. In an exclusive interview with uh, Daily Mail TV, Ola Ray. I lifts, love Ola Ray. List the lid on what went on behind the scenes on the most successful music video in history. Let me make you feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> 
Uh, what, what was that? What? I, I said I'm going to make you so good. In, in a revelation that will shock the superstar's millions of fans, <laughs> Ray also claims that the singer stripped naked while wooing her in his dressing room after a long day on set. Hey, be honest. Is this a vagina? She's... I'm not totally up to speed. You don't know? I'm going to turn around. Is this... In the back here, is this a vagina? <laughs> it's, your, your, it's your butt. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, she said, I kissed him for the first time on the set. I kissed him on the cheek, and then he asked me to come into his dressing room one day. And pet and, my monkey. And I went in there. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess this guy wants a handy. And she gets in there, there's a monkey. It's an actual monkey. <laughs> <laughs> she said, and I went in there, and we sat down and had a conversation. We got really close, and that's when he kissed me the second time. She said it was a very passionate kiss, and, you know, we also did a little something else, but that's all I'm going to say. She said, uh, I'll tell you this much. He undressed in front of me, and I'm not going to tell you any more about it because you've got to read my book. Of course, yeah, but but we're not going to. It's the first time that Ray has revealed what really happened behind the scenes on the cult classic video, saying that she's been waiting a long time to tell the world. She plans to reveal a full account of what happened in her yet unpublished book. She said, I did not expect for something like that to happen, but you know, because of the time we spent together on the set, the two weeks we spent together, we just became very, very close. Do you, so do you remember the phenomenon that was this video? I I remember. First time ever they had a making of video to accompany the video as well. John Landis, the whole whole deal. I, I, I there are there are flashpoints in pop culture, and this was one of them. And Big I don't. Time. I wonder if there'll be anything ever like this again in in that, the world of music that kind of synergizes everything. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody was like, yeah. "Did you see? Have you exactly. seen this yet?" It and was, if you hadn't, you felt really yeah. left out. Yeah. And well, in fact, the video has been viewed more than five hundred ninety-seven million times on YouTube. It's been thirty-five years since that video came out. All right. Um, do you? Th- think this song is um, not as good without the video? Do you I know what I mean? A, I think it's a really good song. It's a great song. I think it's right. really well produced. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I, certainly the visuals and everything. The, the, there's no two ways about it. The album is a masterpiece. Yep. All right. Obviously. Because there was the album, or not the album, the, the video and the song uh, by Childish Gambino called uh, This Is America. It just came out a few months back. Yeah. And the video is... I think amazing, yeah. and, but then when I listen to the song without the video, the song's not as good as no, as it this, is with the video. This song is great. Yeah, yeah. Thriller's a great song. Yeah. It's it's uh, iconic. So uh, anyhow, uh, but while Ray shares fond memories of working with the superstar singer during the intense video shoot, her story is tinged with sadness. A huge success of the video propelled her. Uh, she was a young actress at the time and previously appeared in a couple of movies as well as being Playboy's Miss June 1980, turned into an overnight stardom or, or star. Uh, but rather than being able to enjoy a rapid success, the fame sent her in spiral out of, uh, spiraling out of control. She became gripped by cocaine, Ooh. Uh, crippling depression, attempted to take her own life, turned her back on the entertainment industry, and 35 years on from Thriller, she reveals that she's still battling the Jackson estate, by the way, for millions of dollars in unpaid royalties. Um, such is Don't her. Give that bitch a shit. That's uh, Catherine Jackson. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, such is her dire financial position today. She lives under the poverty line in a one-bedroom apartment in L.A. making money signing autographs at music and fan conventions. I thought she was one of the most attractive of the playmates. Uh, yeah, she's very and, beautiful. And, so, what, Kathy... She still looks good, by the way. Does. She does. She looks great. It, it, that hairstyle in, in at that time, and, and guys would have it as well. That's sure. Sort of, is that Jerry Curl? What, what is that where it, it sort of stands up in a huge kind of pompadour well, thing? His, hers? Or his hers. Is, no, his is Jerry Curl. His, hers is just like a perm. It's just like a curl. I mean, I think yeah. it's just the also the texture of their hair. But you remember, like, you'd see that, like, the guys in Prince and the Revolution had that sort of... Um, yeah, a lot of women yeah, did, yeah, too. Was, so. yeah. uh, I don't know. A lot of moose Because I want to get it. A I'm lot saying. of moose used back in the 80s. All right, so I don't know who these people are, but I'm going to do this story anyway because I like it. Uh, a photo surfaced on the net yesterday of Carmelo Anthony. Yes, uh, the singer. No, no, Carmelo Anthony's a basketball, basketball player. player. Former uh, NBA basketball player. Was she a dancer? <laughs> he was a dancer. <laughs> no, he was on, not a dancer. On a boat beside a woman, uh, and on his it was on his wife Lala Anthony's birthday. Oh, uh, okay, yes, I know who they are. The NBA player quickly took to social media to deny the circulating rumors that he is cheating, and in a video uploaded to Instagram, he said, "I'm really only addressing it for my family. Keep my family out of this, man." <laughs> I'm over here trying to do my business retreat. I'm over here trying to have a good time. I'm on a boat with some friends. Them people are married, man. They ain't got nothing to do with anything. Y'all trying to expose. Y'all exposing somebody's wife. Y'all exposing somebody's kids to all that. Like, come on. Leave that alone, man. That ain't cool. (laughs) Now I got to deal with that. I got to deal with that, my son. I got to deal with that. My son. With my son. I got to deal with that with my wife. That ain't cool, man. That's not cool at all. Let those people live. All them blogs trying to put that out there, that (laughs) S is not cool at all. It's not cool at all. Let the family be. They're family. They're married. Let them people be them people. Them people are some real discreet people, and y'all putting them people out there like that? That don't need to be out in the world like that. So what was he addressing? <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. So was he upset that he was caught cheating? He was on a boat beside a woman. Okay. All right. So, I mean, listen. They split in 2017. He and Lala split oh, in 2017. Oh, they split. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. And when was his picture taken then? I don't know. I was thinking of the Cuban singer when you, you brought up the name, right? That's uh, Camilla... What's Parker Moles. Yes. <laughs> Camilla Parker. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know who that is, but I, I also don't know what this picture that, you know, the, there's a picture of those two. Well, it certainly set him laying off. Laying on a boat. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong there. Uh, they're not making They're not fornicating. No. So anyway, Carmelo and Lala split in 2017 after rumors hit that the NBA star fathered a child outside of their marriage. Neither uh, Milo nor Lala have confirmed. <laughs> Mello. Mello nor Lala. Is that what he goes by? Mello? Well, yeah, because Carmelo. Okay. Mello. Caramello is yummy. It is excellent. Yes. I love those. Thank Mello you. nor Lala have confirmed that he has another child. Mainly that last line is why I read the entire story. <laughs> this is crazy. All right. What, what else a crazy we world do we live in? I love this story. Now, this guy we love. Uh, in an interview with Men's Health, Anthony Mackey revealed that he had emailed Marvel in order to get his role in Captain America. Uh, he said, my line was, yo, I'm the black dude from the Hurt Locker, and I would love to work with you guys. And he ended up getting the role of Sam Wilson, uh, Falcon, in uh, not only two Captain America movies, but he brought his character back for three Avenger films and one Ant-Man film. He told the publication, growing up, I'd always loved Falcon because he was a comic book hero who was black but didn't have black in the title. 
And he stood on his morals. He stood on who he was. Oh, he's awesome. I love Anthony Mackie. He's so great. He, he was here in our studio. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Man. And you know what? He's become besties. In fact, he's in a new movie with Frank Grillo. They're, they're the best of friends. No yeah. And um, Grillo uh, plays second to him in this film. Uh, what is that? the title of that? It I don't just know. Came out. It's, uh, net, no, it's, it comes out July 12th. Oh, it's an actual theatrical release? No, no, no. It's uh, on Netflix. Okay. And uh, essentially, he has to spring Frank Grillo from like a hospital oh, in yeah. order carbon? to save his own wife. Is it Altered Carbon? I think no. that's it. Nope. No? Nope. Nope. Keep going up. I- I'll tell you because I saw, I saw it. Uh, it is called... Um, you're not seeing it, are you? No, no, I'm not seeing it. Uh, well, it looks really good, and they work well together. Point blank. Point blank. All right. Okay. And he's such a good actor, too. I mean, it, uh, he was in uh, one of the three, only three episodes of the uh, Black Mirror that they released this year. And I, I thought the episode was just kind of okay. He's great. Yeah. He's awesome. Man. we got to get him back in studio. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, um, and he's in the, the new, uh, there's going to be a series with Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I, I don't know where that's going to air. Yeah, but it's uh, it's him and Bucky. Uh, and I, maybe it'll be on that new Marvel Disney platform thing. Okay. That'd be cool. It's a, it's a TV series. They're filming it now. Wait, it's live action, not animated? Yeah, yeah it's those oh, wow. those two actors, and it's... Uh, cool. They run a resort in New Hampshire. Oh, yep. neat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one last story, and it does have to do with uh, the world of Marvel. Yesterday, Disney announced that Avengers Endgame will be released on digital downloads. July 30th. Yeah. It's not not too far off, roughly a month, followed by a physical release on 4K Ultra HD, HD Blu-ray and DVD on August 13th. So it'll be here before you know it. And it's going to be out in the theaters this weekend, I believe. Yeah, it will be. With Uh, some extra scenes. I have some uh, sad breaking news, actually. Oh, man. Um, And uh, this is, it just came over the wires. No, that was uh, out yesterday. Okay. Oh, wow. It just came over my wires. Max Wright, this is another uh, actor that passed away, who was uh, the dad on ALF. Uh, passed away. He was 75 years old. Uh, He had lymphoma, apparently. Do you remember the picture? I remember. Yeah. Him smoking crack. Smoking crack? Yep. There was a... And he may have... He he went in a bad way. He went in a very bad way. I remember that, and it was one of those uh, years and years ago. You know, you were used to seeing Dr. Tabloid photos and video and stuff like that. But I think even, uh, I don't know when exactly it happened, but I was like, Jesus Christ, that looks like the dad from ALF. Yeah. That's the dad from ALF. He really was great. I mean, ALF, uh, Gordon Shumway was awesome, but like uh, Willie was his character. He really did, played, a, I, I don't I, like that made the whole series, like, right. their, their uh, connection to one another. But because of my love for ALF uh, and Ranch Dressing, Nick, uh, nothing ever gets past me as far as the, uh, uh, you know, ALF or Ranch Dressing news. So uh, that's yeah. just is that that's an alert to the various news agencies. Anything, anytime there's Alf news or ranch dressing news, it gets tweeted to me a million times. Oh yep. yes, Casey, there. Uh, <laughs> there's a question concerning uh, ranch dressing. We know he's a leading authority, and also uh, there's a story about Gordon Shumway. Uh, if they can combine the two, that's uh, the perfect just, storm. Real honest uh, for Casey. So, <laughs> all right, sad news, death. That, that is sad. Uh, Seventy-five. All right, we are ready for clips. So let's do them. Although the critics were skeptical, Toy Story 4 has officially broke the box office record for animation. In this clip, Annie Potts discusses the character growth of Bo Peep. It was interesting to approach it since we started this 25 years ago. 
But uh, yeah, I was really happy to see how she evolved and grown and gotten all courageous and fierce and just how women ought to be. You know what she's great on? Young Sheldon. Do you ever watch that show? I do not. Yeah, she's great. Who does she play? She plays his... His mom? Mima, his grandma, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, So Toy Story 4 is now in theaters. Let's go to the next one. Over the last four seasons, Life in Pieces followed the short family through their awkward and hilarious milestone moments. Though, uh, told through uh, the different characters, by the way. Uh, But it was canceled last month. Damn it! Here James Brolin declares how great the cast was. Everybody in our cast is so delicious. Yeah. I love it. And you know how delightful they are. They're really delight. Every day going to work. There's always a bad seed. Not here. Velociraptor. Uh, the <laughs> final episode of Life in Pieces airs tonight. That's 9 o'clock, and that is on CBS. It's a very funny show. Is it? And Colin Hanks is very funny on it, the whole cast. And Brolin himself is hilarious. He's a, a retired um, commercial pilot, and he's, he's a little loony. Uh, yeah, I, I I wish they could extend it because the writing is super sharp. Last episode tonight, by the way. So Damn it! You will be able to. All right, and there you go. That is uh, the entertainment report for you this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment or two. Make sure you stay with us through the course of the morning. we got some stuff for you coming up. President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Now. 93.3 WMMR. Now. Everything that rocks. Nick just pulled up the uh, ticket information for the Rolling Stones. No filter tour here in Philadelphia at the link on July 23rd. <laughs> uh, there's some pit tickets left if you want to get them. Is How that, much? Is that for two tickets? That's one. Are you serious? That's per ticket. $1,544. 1500 bucks for pick ticket. Yeah. Not I, it's. No, I, and I, I love it. the Rolling Stones, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's in, And the, this is list price. This is Ticketmaster. This is not know, man. going through a you know, yeah, scalper or anything. You know, this is list price. If I was going to the show or I wanted to go to the show, Nick, and I was a woman, I'd belly flop. Yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> that's something to consider. You're that's good, what I'd do. You're good. Uh, we are giving away <laughs> Stones tickets for our belly flop championship. Uh, which is going to be July 11th, and uh, we have a men and women division. So far, we have one woman signed up in that division. So as of now, she's guaranteed to win those stone tickets and five hundred dollars. By wow. the way, yeah, uh, I'd so, go with belly flopping. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sign up. You got a good shot at it, ladies. And uh, I do want to ask you about belly flopping. Would are women hesitant because of the boob thing? You know, splat. Well, my boobs are real, so no, I would be okay with it. You mean somebody with fake boobs? No, no I mean, just, just hurting. It would hurt, you know. I oh, mean, oh. It, you know. Uh, no, not so much. The, I mean, not okay. for me, not the Good. boobs, but um, it do, it definitely stings. Like it definitely yeah. hurts. So I mean, you, you, it takes a special person to do a belly flop. No question. Yeah, like I've belly flopped in my life, not uh, on purpose. You know, at, at diving practice or yeah. something like that, and oh. it stings. It, it it sucks. You don't ever want it to happen. So I could see girls being hesitant. But listen, if somebody Honestly, the Rolling, tickets. the Rolling Stones tickets alone, yeah. I would do it. Yeah, and then you slap on 500 bucks, a little, but what, 10 seconds of stinging, six seconds? Worth it. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I will tell you, because it, it, you're not going off of a diving board, it, it's not... 
True. Super painful. I mean, no, it, it really is. You're just, a, for safety's sake, we can't have a, a full blown nine foot, you know. No. Bo- so you're, well, not in that pool. Not in not that pool. If, we, yeah. if we were at a different pool, I would absolutely yeah. love to have that. But, uh, but yeah, it's just a little platform. It's like a foot tall. Yeah. So uh, keep that in mind. Watch our videos. Get signed up, ladies. We want you on board. And it's coming up on July 11th, Valley Forge Casino Resort, which is pretty cool. I want to go back to this story that we touched on in the news, Kathy, about that uh, restaurant in Ocean City. Frenchies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frenchies. Okay, so they have a plot of beach that apparently is theirs. I guess that comes with owning the restaurant, and uh, they're they're catching some flack from locals because mm-hmm. they are putting out uh, tables and chairs and and umbrellas. And I think there was tables. Uh, no, no it's, it's chairs and umbrellas, chairs yeah. and, umbrellas. and recliners. Uh, what, you mean like uh, uh, lounge chairs? Cha- 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 okay. yeah. 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 I'm like, wow, they got lazy yeah. boys. They got lazy there. boys out there. Yeah. Uh, and so some people are getting upset about the fact that they're taking up too much real estate on the beach, and there were concerns that they would put these out before people had actually said, you know, I want a spot on the beach. Right. And they they're saying that's not the case, right? Nobody. There. I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm a little fuzzy on that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think maybe they have adjusted what they're doing okay. um, to kind of accommodate some of the other beachgoers or people who aren't happy with it. Because we're looking at a picture, and there are a, uh, the, it, a it looks pretty cool, actually, a nice yeah. display. It looks like something you might see at a resort, uh, you know, <clears throat> like an all-inclusive. Yeah. So it's out there. It looks good. But uh, to Casey's point earlier is that, uh, you know, if you're eating up a lot of beach with this, it's kind of weird. It's their beach. Well, I, there's not. So Ocean City doesn't have a whole lot of beach yeah, to begin you, with. You say that Ocean City's beach is much larger than some of the other short towns. Um, when was the last time you were there? I, I, I go every summer. My, to Ocean City? Yeah, my, okay. my best friend lives there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I... I don't really. It's not small. I mean, Sea Isle is an Avalon, much smaller than Ocean City. The beach, beach wise. Does does this does this bring up bad issues of people uh, take? I mean, listen, it's the the constant battle on any beach is the fight for real estate. Yeah, and yeah. putting up huge out huge blankets and stuff. So here, here's here's the issue, and I, and I, and I'm with Casey on this. You, when you come and you leave your stuff, and then you leave for hours upon hours, right? And just uh, I've claimed this. Uh, this is my area, and you just leave their stuff. You're you're taking up space that could have been enjoyed by other people at that time. And I just think that that is not cool. And I'm not saying that this place Frenchies does that. I'm just saying in general, as a general unwritten rule, don't do that. You're being a douchebag. They yeah. appear to have a, a legal right to do this, and if they conduct their business, and for the people you, you you pointed out earlier, Kathy, there are people who enjoy this, and and that's fine. But but to that point, your point, Preston. I hate now, mind you. If you're going into the surf for a little bit, that's understandable. That's your part you're, of your deal. You're already if your feet are on the sand, it's okay. Yeah. If you show up at five o'clock in the morning and put your stuff down on the beach and then come back later on at four, <laughs> I go to it. hell. I, I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you guys. So and and I know you're talking more about resort, and I I understand that. Like at resorts, yeah. But if you're going to an open public beach, I mean, I know tons of people who have. Who have lots of kids? The dad goes up, sets up the beach, and then, and then, leaves. And then comes back and and packs lunches and and whatever. And then the family. How long will is he go gone? I, I don't hours know, but probably. I'm just saying. I, I know that no, nah, not hours. I mean, I think they'll they'll go up. They'll they'll set their stuff up. I mean, I have two friends that I know that that they do this. The dad goes up, he sets everything up. The other one, uh, the cousin, the um, uh, brother goes up, sets everything up for all of the kids. And it's a it's a house with lots of of kids in in the family. So I don't know when they get there, but yeah, it's it's after for so sure. You, so I, you're you're saying that they they what my little scenario there of going like at uh, nine o'clock in the morning, setting up this camp. 
leaving and, and then coming back, back later is what they do. Maybe, the like, maybe, I would torch it. And, see, I disagree. What would if they're if in the in this house there are three kids? Yeah, and there's two grandparents. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So they're what? taking. So what? So they're so the so guy. There are, the guy uh, there are thousands everything? of other people that had three kids and two grandparents and and all that sort so of then, stuff. So so go and set your stuff up on the beach. I don't think there's anything wrong. There's but, plenty but they're of not, beach. They're not there at that point. You know. Yeah. In other words, if they're not there so for what if, they come if they're not there for 40 hours, minutes later, forty deal. minutes. That's I can see. I'm not that. talking about set it up. You know, nine hours before. Well, you're that's what be I'm there. saying. Like, like you know, listen, if you're if you're going down and you're if it's a half hour, thirty five minutes, and even an hour, okay. A couple hours, yeah. I have an issue. Or go yeah. down there and set it up and stay there until everybody else Or live else there forever. <laughs> or live there no, forever. I, I think it's completely fine. And listen, if you go hours in advance and set your stuff up, you're risking the tide coming up. So I don't think you should be doing that anyway. Well, if you're up high enough, you know, you don't, you don't put it right in the surf. But I know what you're saying. Have you seen people that like have left and all of a sudden their stuff gets washed away? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like don't they'll go for tides a walk. Be coming in, yeah. Well, they'll go for a walk, and I guess maybe they don't realize it's going to be high tide in yeah. an hour or something, and they get back. I mean, we'll move. I'll, if I see that happening, I'll move stuff for people. There's another. There's a. There's a branch off to this conversation, actually, Casey, and it mm-hmm. came from a, a month or two ago. Yeah, um, and it's the same type of people. And so, Kathy, I, I will disagree with you uh, until the day that I die because it's just a certain. <laughs> okay. um, it's just a certain breed of human that. Um, that lives their life like this, and, and press what you're talking about is is we know uh, I, I get an email from a guy whose uh, child was in like the school talent show, and there was a they should a, have priority. Well, no, the, the problem was is you know everybody got to the door uh, to to get their great seats so they can get pictures and all that sort of stuff, right. and, and they were essentially third in line. Okay, and but unfortunately, the the two people that were first in line. Decided to save seats for like fifteen people. Fifteen um, people. You but know, that's di- that's a different story. You can't that I wouldn't. I would agree with you on that. You're gonna save fifteen it's, seats. I, I see it being kind of the same thing. If it's it's you got one certainly guy. in the same town, if not on the same street. You're not. You're not taking 15 yards if, of the beach. If you're, if you're on a crowded yes, beach you and you're are. setting up an encampment for, for uh, you know, the, the Duggar family, uh, that and but again, I think we came to terms on that because you're not saying going away for hours. It's also In this the, case, you're you're eating up. You can't save no, that I, many right. seats. I wouldn't be okay with that. So, so we've got we got kind of two different subjects. It's two different the things, time, but, but they're, they're similar in in nature. But how many would be? How many's too too many? You know, I mean, if you're saving a spot in line for one person, all right, that's cool. Three or five? Are we getting into? Oh. What would be a regular family unit? Like, I think, I think four to I five, but fifteen? Oh, yeah, no. I think only if, like, you couldn't save. Like, your family's in line. You can't save space for another entire family. family. No, no. no. You know what I mean? Oh, I no. think I would say three. Three seats would be a limit. Okay. Well, that, that would be what would, I would even feel a little bit uncomfortable. Like if I've if I've got two, I'm comfortable saying no. People are sitting there. Add one more, okay. But after that, I'm going to feel super uncomfortable uh, uh, when someone walks. I agree. By. And and how and far the, the case of the principal you're, you're talking about, by the way, is what my dad has always referred to over the years: the "Hooray for me, fu" principle. Yeah, and, oh, and, yeah. and it's it's people who just don't care. I, I get so hyped. I probably get overly concerned about what if someone else needs to use this. I do too. And uh, I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, come on, people. So, oh, my God. 
Um, people get ready. People get ready. There's a train to Jordan. So there, there's also, you know, and so, again, this is, this is the same um, species of human being or, or, or uh, I don't know, like genome, whatever sort – but they also, there are people that will do this. Gino Vanelli? Gino Vanelli. Yeah. It all begins <laughs> with Gino Vanelli. Where they, all right, so you're at the concession stand for the I movies. I'm Canadian singer Gino Vanelli, and I don't think you should save three seats. <laughs> and there are four people, and they will stand in four different lines. And whichever line goes first, boom, that's the one that we go to. Yeah. I, I, I've seen them do that. Yeah. I had a lady just blatantly butt in front of me at Maurice Pier on... On uh, on Saturday when I was, you know, waiting in line for uh, tickets or whatever. I'm going to admit something, guys. I... I'm gay. I... <laughs> you are? Yeah, you just said it. No, you did. <laughs> I didn't say that. What are you going to uh, admit? Um, I, think, I think I might um, be guilty of something here. <laughs> you were going to say it. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, for my son's baseball game. What'd you do? I dropped off. Well, I'm getting to it. Okay. Uh, I'm building up the suspense. I dropped <laughs> off my son for his game. The game starts at seven. I drop him off at six. Yeah. I set up my chairs at six and then went home. That's I'm 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 this a hole. You just I'm this a hole, aren't I? I I'm fine. Hey, you're that breed. You, you would never ever yet. admit to it. You're, you're not strong enough. I am strong enough to admit. I think I'm part of the problem here, guys. You're that breed. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, oh it, uh, I'm glad you noticed it, and I'm glad you're embarrassed by it. I'm going to go to some calls now. I'm going to go to Amy. Hi, Amy. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Amy? Woo! Love you guys. <laughs> Love you. Thank you. Thank you. So one time we were at a pool, and uh, my sister and I were waiting for some chairs. There were no chairs, but we noticed there were these maybe like little bits of clothing that were just laid out on these chairs, but nobody was coming over. Mm-hmm. So we sat down. We like we're respectful of their things. So we sat down. Uh, about two hours gone by. This family comes over and just stands there, and we're like, "Is, is are these your things?" They're like, "Yeah, these were our things." They like openly told us that they put their stuff there, went back up to their room because it was at a hotel, and had breakfast. I hate those people. No. Oh my god. No. I know. Absolutely no. hate them. You, we yes. were like, uh, okay, well, here. We didn't realize that's what you had to do to get a seat by the pool. No, and in fact, I've seen some hotels and some resorts post specifically against doing that. I, you know uh, what? Yeah. I will seek out those hotels and give them my business yeah. if I can find <laughs> because that. Because when you – I look at it as, as segments of your day. Now you've, you've now stopped bathing by the pool and you've now gone to have breakfast. You're not running both things concurrently. Right, right. And you're, you're taking up space. It, once you do that, by my line of thinking, you've rescinded your, your occupation of that lounge or whatever. You come back and hopefully you'll get another one. Yeah. But that's the exactly. courteous thing to do. And especially if exactly. there's a limited, if there's you, limited space. If, if you're leaving yes. for hours and, and yeah. there's nowhere else to sit, exactly. I can that. We have always had one of us will be the stuff minder. Okay, uh-huh. so you know what? Like- I am the stuff. Right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like when I get in on yeah, that. I know. Left, left, <laughs> left, left eye about it. I am the stuff. <laughs> you can hear in the reverb. So if yeah. uh, if we're taking the entire family troop, this was mainly when the kids were younger. Say at, a good example would be uh, Great Wolf Lodge because the um, 
uh, the lounge chairs are in, uh, you know, a prime real estate as well. They get a place to put all your stuff, especially if you have strollers and things yep. like that. So it would be like, I'm going to go off with the kids. You stay here and watch the stuff. Boom. No Done. problem. You, you, then you're totally right. Yep, exactly. Uh-huh. Somebody uh, needs to be there to just say, a human being is taking up Stay there. Right re- honestly, also, you can't. I also understand, like in a movie theater. Okay, someone's they're going to go to the concession stand. They put their 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 jacket yeah. on the seat. Okay, yeah, I got it. You're probably yeah. away for about five minutes. Yeah. Okay, but when you when you eat up an entire row, no, I'm saving these, yeah. and and it's it's like you know twenty minutes before you. It, that's just wrong. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I had no idea that this beach thing was such a huge debate, and and I'm just going to ask this, and I'm going to put this out there. <laughs> oh no, are you throwing gas into the room? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I, I'm actually trying to uh, put out the fire a little okay. bit. When uh, when expressing your opinion on our text board, uh, be nice. Yeah. Because people are just being <laughs> flat-out a-holes. I'm not to, a fat douchebag. Let me finish what, what I'm saying. Um, be nice to Casey. He has a nice opinion. Be nice to Kathy. She has a nice opinion. They're just sharing their opinions. All I'm saying is civility is a good thing. So yeah. All right. That, that's that is a good bit of advice, Nick. Thank you. We uh, grow yeah. when we are civil. I want to go to Bobby back to what kicked off this whole thing, the fact that it's in, in Ocean City and he's he's. <laughs> going to comment on this. Hey, Bobby, good morning. Hi, Preston. Hey. Uh, it's one of those oh, lady Bobbies. Yeah, oh, you, Bobby. Oh, I, like, I like lady Bobbies. Usually spelled with an I. Yeah. What's up, Bobby? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been going to Ocean City my entire life, and I'm so angry right now. I was trying to think of, like, a good Preston Steve opening line. My brain can't even work. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> the most iconic beach in all of Ocean City, 9th Street Beach, where everybody goes if they're just coming down for the day, and... They've taken over the entire beach, whether you're renting the chairs or not. There's birch, there's surfing sand, there's all these other options all over the beaches that have been working for the last 60 years. And these guys just plop all these, you know, it's basically all of Kathy's family, it sounds like. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's got a big Iroquois family. You know what, too? Let me say, I, I, so somebody who goes to Ocean City every single day, like maybe I would feel different if it was my beach. But to me, I'm looking at it as an outsider and thinking, what's the big deal? They're conveniently putting beach chairs there. Well, well, let me ask you, Bobby. So, so uh, you say you've been down there and they seem to be taking up an inordinate amount of the beach. Is that your contention? It's basically the entire 9th Street Beach, which is not a gigantic beach to begin with. And and to be honest with you, you're totally right, Kathy. I, it's actually not my beach. My beach is the 14th Street Beach. We always sit under the pier, which is super prime real estate. And I keep thinking, like, well, what's not to say that Bob's is going to do it in 14th Street and then mm. Johnson's is going to do it on yeah. 13th Street? Well, and you well, go down and then all of a sudden – and you're also paying for a beach tag on top of it. Like, it's just – it's uncalled for and – well, the Frenchies, the Frenchies people um, seem to, at least by what Kathy was saying earlier, are looking to work, you with, know, with the yeah. people to make it uh, a happy. Yeah, they didn't want this situation. Contro- yeah, they didn't want this controversy. That, that's yeah. what it seemed like anyway. It was like the VP of operations was talking to the news station and uh, just said, "We we want to make this work and we want people to be happy about it." Are you cool with them? I mean, as far as the idea of the the setup down there and having sort of you know uh, waiter service or whatever down, is that cool? Do you think that's a cool feature to have, or would you like to see it completely gone? I, to be honest with you, it's just the whole look of it. It's okay. very invasive. It's very commercial. And that's not Ocean City. It's not. Okay. It's a family resort. It's not. If you want to go get cocktails, go to a town that serves cocktails. Where, <laughs> go to cocktail town. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're, they're not serving cocktails, but right. 
And I, I don't think that the, the idea of, of having um, food and drinks delivered to you at the beach is, is that far. And it's, it's been going on forever. But you don't need a I, – I, I don't think, Kathy, maybe you have it in the news. Do you have to be under a Frenchie's umbrella in order to be able to get the, the delivery I don't service? Know. They're, they're just saying – I think they were just saying how convenient it was. You yeah. know, that if you did All rent right. these, they'll bring you food. And I think also the bright colors, it's red and this bright yellow maybe is kind of throwing people off. Well, it's also for a t- – <laughs> identification well, purposes. All right. Uh, I want to jump around a little bit here because right. I want to go to the saving spaces <laughs> in, in line or seats uh, because Amanda is going to admit something. Hi, Amanda. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hey, Amanda. What's so, up? Um, I'm sure some of you who are Catholic and go to church know that Christmas Eve Mass is like the biggest Mass of the year. Yep. So I love my mother dearly, but every year... She and my dad go about probably a half hour early to get seats, and they insist on saving seats for our entire family. (laughs) How many people? So a couple of us trickle in probably at quarter of, I would say, and then my brothers are notorious for coming right as church starts, if not a few minutes late. And you can just feel like the glares of the people that have standing rooms staring at you. Yeah, and they're right. They're yeah. right because and I and you know it. You, <laughs> listen, if if it's a case of 5 minutes, 6 minutes or they're out in the parking lot and you're just holding but on a mass that you know is absolutely the most packed mass of the year to hold it for what you seem to you seem to suggest oh, like a half hour. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. And they, I mean, my parents are getting older, so they need a seat. So they're totally fine to get there early. But, I mean, if you're talking my full family sitting for church, that's probably like anywhere from six to eight full-grown adults. Do you, know, do you know what it does, Amanda? It, it's a, our, see, our time is more important and valuable than your person. You person, I don't know. I'm just assuming my time's more valuable. So I'm just going to walk right in at the end. I'm sure you understand. If you want to get to the mass and you yeah. want those seats, get there early, yeah. as everyone else does. Yeah, if you sick. get, sometimes you miss out on things because you arrive late. Yeah, that's the way the world works. The funny thing about that, uh, about but that, I, I see where you're coming from, man. No, I was just saying uh, the funny thing about that Christmas mass is uh, the people that go to mass every week are the ones that get there early, that get their seats. It, you know, everybody that's standing around the back, or at least at the, the churches that I've been going to. I went to Mass, and there were uh, like nine Frenchies umbrellas on the first row. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. At and you can't. Yeah. I'm like, oh what the God. hell is going on <laughs> here? Yeah. commercial, man. Yeah. But, but all of the regulars. cheeseburger. <laughs> all of the Sunday regulars get there. And Amanda said a half hour early. Oh, my gosh. It's like an hour early at my, my mom's church. Do you think that these Your um, mom has a church? <laughs> do you think that these beach problems are unique to New Jersey? No. Uh, I, you know what? I I think a little bit because this stuff, these these beach chairs and umbrellas, it happens at a ton of other beaches. The Jersey Shore is one of the only beaches that doesn't okay. do this. All right, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I'm going to go to Matt, who wants to admit something as well. Hey, Matt. Good morning. For the first time in my life, I agree with Kathy 100. percent Wow. On the beach. Wow. Thanks, Matt. Okay. What aspect of every weekend? Yeah, and I have my spot with my view. I get there at eight o'clock. I set up my stuff. It's not yours. Wait, wait, wait. Regular. That's what you do. How how long? Then you set it up. How long do you leave the area before you return? I get back around ten after I have my coffee. So you go for two. You leave that for two hours. I think I think your site should be bulldozed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like think if that's he's too willing long. to get up and go there at eight o'clock, 
So listen, uh, how and when you get back, is the area very crowded? Yeah, there's a little crowded, but it's mostly everybody does it if you're local. That's what you do. You listen, get there early, you get your spot. If it's an understanding and, and you know, at a certain point, though, do, couldn't you have your coffee and then do your deal and then go over with your stuff and just set it up when you get there? Yeah, but then you come back, and there might be a wedding that's set up there, too, because where I go, they like to have weddings on the beach, and those people get there, like, with 75 chairs. (laughs) The point, I understand feeling a sense of ownership because, you you, you know, you you frequent the area, and that's your deal. But to me, it's also, hey, this is where I park by my house. I don't technically own the street. And I'm used to parking in that spot. If someone parks in that spot, I can't be angry. Yeah. Like, you know, I go out to go get something and I come back and that spot's taken. I'm like, well, I I don't own the street. You don't own that spot. Yeah. Um, So, Matt, what beach do you go to, by the way? Not like the exact beach, but which town? Uh, Cape May. Cape May. Yeah, so Cape May's got a small beach as well. And 10 o'clock is still kind of early. That's the thing. I don't know why, like, you got to go there at 8. There's going to be prime real estate at, at ten o'clock as well. See, leaving a place for two oh, hours and then coming back, I would, I to me, I would feel, and I, I honestly, I don't do the beach scene. I don't know how this this works, but I would feel, um, I'd feel that I was being rude if I if I just sat but stuff I'm, down and blocked out an area and then left without using it. I mean, I just think on a public beach or at a park, like who cares if they're willing to go there? Not at a resort where everybody's paying to be there and now there's no chairs left. I understand that. But if that guy wants to go there at 8 o'clock, there's tons of other beach at 10 o'clock for other people to set up if at. There is wants- a, a ton, if there's a ton of available beach and no one has any issue and everyone can get in fine, you're not... T- like, if you do something like that on 4th of July weekend, I think that's probably pretty rude. Is there a time limit that you would seem... That would seem ridiculous to you, Kathy. Like if they set up and uh, not a time, four hours. No, not a time limit. What what I would four hours. What I would ballsy. What I would think is ridiculous if there is no other spot. If if you get to the beach and you have nowhere to put a tiny chair and a towel, then yes, that's rude. It's ridiculous. But if there's other beach, so what if he took the spot next to the? I, I'm I'm less inclined yeah. to be upset about that. I see your point. From the get go, my assumption was you're dealing with a fairly crowded beach. And a, a beach that will get crowded, and you're going and setting up your spot, and you're not you're not you, you're not using a beach for two to three hours that someone could be there enjoying, right. who's actually shown up there, right there, ready to go, and there's this inert beach with blankets and chairs that no one's using, sitting there. I understand that, and if listen, if they've got to get in their car and drive to another street, uh, then yes, rude, yeah. you, it shouldn't be there. But if there's enough beach for somebody to even squeeze in next to you. I'm I okay could tolerate that. that. I'm going to go to, I, I need to see if this is legit or not. I'm going to go to Dan. Hi, Dan, you're on the air. Good morning. Is this Kenny Knight? Yes. Yay! <laughs> it is. Uh, anyway. Hey, what's up, buddy? He's, he's really, so, I'm, I'm verklempt. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so a couple years ago, we visited Sandals Resort in Montego Bay, Jamaica, and we paid for the butler service for our room. Okay. So we'd wake up in the morning, we'd call our butler, and we'd have our butler go down to the beach and put our stuff down underneath, you know, the cabana umbrella and reserve our spots okay. and go have breakfast, then go back down to the beach. Okay. So would your butler actually stay at the location while, he wait, while you guys were going to, you know, eventually get there after breakfast? No, he wouldn't stay there and hold it, but he would put 
your towels down. He would put your beers, your alcohol, you know, everything down there for you. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Listen, That's I understand. <laughs> I w- Here's my idea: go have breakfast and then go down to the beach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go have breakfast and go down to the beach, or. If your service includes a spe- specific area that's closed off, yeah, that's yours. Yours, you then that's fine. It. Yeah. Or one, how many people were with you, Dan? Um, this was actually for my wedding, so we had a group of, I believe, thirteen, thirteen to fifteen. <laughs> one person could have gone down there and hung out for a while and staked the claim. <laughs> Wait, and they were that. saving thirteen to fifteen chairs? No, just the spots for my wife and I. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Well, that, it's, that's not too obnoxious, but. Yeah, it is. I think there. I think there's a, uh, you know, it just I don't know. I, 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 a good portion of this is predicated on my. I'm so hyper aware of not being rude or you know keeping people. You yeah, know, I there know are, are these are just people. certain things that you do and I certain you 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 do unto others. I, I got into a fight in, in traffic because I I'm I'm always thinking about the people behind me and getting through an intersection and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. I'm always thinking about that. And in this case, this is an, another. This is a uh, the micro and the macro here. This, you know, people are coming out if they're already there and ready to go. They should have dibs on that area of beach. Mm. Ah, just yeah, and I've told the story, and I'm not going to go through it again. Yeah. But when we were in Mexico and <gasps> somebody did that uh, with the whole leaving the beach that they. The resort beach towel for hours. Yeah. And I, it, it was a good spot. And I just wanted to go down to the beach and read. And they came back yeah. and they were like, this is our spot. And I'm like, and all the other places were open. Had- and I'm like, no. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I've, I've been here for a couple hours reading. I want to stay here for a couple hours reading. You're going to die today. And no. <laughs> these, these Did you towels, move? Yeah. They eventually sent their daughter down to talk to me. And she was really relentless and wouldn't let up. And I eventually, I'm just like, F you. I told her, F you, I'm leaving. And and I should have said something like, I hope you all die soon. Yeah. (laughs) Something really, really Honestly, what, 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 why? You entitled ass wipe. Yeah. Oh, God, it it ruined the rest of the vacation for me. I hate people like that. I just hate them. (laughs) Uh, Sense of entitlement. Yeah. Uh, So you had mentioned movies and saving seats for people. And thank God a lot of movie theaters now have assigned seats. So when you you buy your tickets ahead of time. I now prefer to go to those places. Mm -hmm. They're the best. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, I had to hold seats last night for for Kathy's husband and and Jace. (laughs) Great. Well, and they were. were, That's just two people. I know. But, like, Steve, I felt guilty. Yes. They were on time. It's not like they were running late to the movie. But it was a a packed theater for Spider-Man last night, which was awesome. Awesome, and I, I was happy to be there. And I was just waiting, and I kept looking at the at the at the exit. I, I, I like I was waiting for them to get there. There's so, so many people at seven twenty-five. Plenty oh. of time. Do you know what seat I got? No, I know. I can, Casey can do it. God bless him. The, the, you know, it's a quarter of a second till the screen screen gets dark, and Casey comes in with his is. Hey, I've been there for about an hour, and I've been in the in the back row at the last seat. So that no one can sit to my right and no one can sit behind me, uh, and I, I. But that whole thing, I'm like, I get so nervous. Oh man, it's like being on a plane. Yeah. And you're about to close the door, and the seat next to you is open. You're like, oh. please close the door. Please, 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 please close it. And all of a sudden, one the 350 pounder comes walking up. I oh, don't move that fast. I had to pop some of the scabs on my oh, neck. Oh my god. Oh my! Get, yeah, and end the conversation yep. now. <laughs> That's <laughs> the way it happens. Right. Uh, There's a Twitter poll. 
uh, regarding yeah, please. his, his speech they? stuff. <laughs> well, it, it's it really this is I, I can't believe how heated this debate is. Maybe yeah. I'm, uh, I'm naive, but um, well, that's why there's such an issue right now, Nick. Sure, because yeah. it, we're we're split down the middle. So uh, the President Steve Show uh, account is President Steve nine three three, and uh, you can weigh in as to whether or not you think that you're allowed to save a spot on the beach. Yeah. So the correct people kind of outweigh the incorrect people just by a little bit. Uh, so 54% are right and then 46% are wrong. <laughs> we'll it's okay out. to save a beach. But it's, now the, the frame of the question is it's okay to save a beach spot by setting up your stuff hours before anyone is coming. And currently it's agree and disagree. Yeah. Disagree is uh, winning. 54%, not much. And what's crazy is like I um, like I, I go to Wildwood and the beaches are huge. So I, um, I have less of a problem in Wildwood than I do at... Ocean City and Cape May and and Seattle, yeah. where where the beaches are just smaller, and also people need to be respectful of people that you know are. This is it's just having a sense of civility and respect. Yeah, and you know fairness. What? You know, it, it it makes me not want to go to public events when when stuff like that happens, and it's too bad. And I'm looking at this poll, and if it is kind of fifty fifty split. What's the, the the bad part about it is when I have a, an encounter like this, it makes me hate all people. When really I should only hate, hate half people, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but it kind of makes me hate everybody and and not want to go in public. And listen, I, can't I think stand it. just be civil. I think we're all guilty of it from time to time. But, we are, you know. Just yeah. I would say, you know, try to be aware of other people in your surroundings. And like even like when when you're going to the beach and you and you're setting up. You know your your camp for the day or whatever. Kind of take a look around you. You know, like because I, I definitely you know will set up my camp kind of based on like okay, do I get a, 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 at least a, a tiny little glimpse of the ocean? Do you know what I mean? And you know, so are, are you? And, and if I'm getting a tiny glimpse, am I blocking somebody else's view of the ocean as well? Little things like that. Little things. Setting up your umbrella if you're blocking the people behind. These, these are little considerations. Yeah. Yep. Hey, if you're 6'3 and about to sit down at a movie theater, maybe don't sit in front of the little kid. Yeah. You know? I, I am the same way because I'm uh-huh. tall and I will actually, I will kind of slouch down. sink down to my seat. If I'm at a concert, I try to look at the people behind me and I'm like, I'll try to actually kind of bend my knees a little bit. I'm yeah. just trying to have make sure that everybody... When I cross I my leg, I cross it out towards the aisle. When I'm at an airplane and, and I'm at, at, on the aisle seat, I don't use the left um, armrest in case someone needs to use that. I use Steve, my right, right. When I tuck my genitals between yes. my legs, I make sure that the hair is there so it looks like Smart. I have a and vagina. I, I yeah. dance to yeah. the music mm-hmm. and then I go down to the girl in the just pit. thinking of other yeah. people. All right. Anyway, I apologize to everybody that I could not get to who's on hold right now. There are people who have been on for a while. And then Kim wanted to bring up an issue with people holding spots for people in line for prison visits. I never even considered oh that. My God. that. I hate that when you go, you go, you go to see, prison, yeah. you put your blanket down in your chair, <laughs> and you go in there and there's another convict there. Oh, my gosh. The debate on that, the yep. prison visit. Oh, my God. Yeah. People will put their blanket down and leave for two hours, you know? Yeah. He's only going to be here for 10 more years. (laughs) Next time. Get him next time. Thank you for being on hold. I apologize. But our Twitter poll is up. If you would like to enter it uh, or, you know, enter whatever your submission is to that, you can do that through our President Steve account. All right. I'd like to lighten it up a little bit and make somebody happy. I have a $50 Wawa gift card and a T-shirt to give away to caller number 14 at 215 263 
WMMR call right now. Wawa is here. And don't forget, you can enjoy the 4th of July with fireworks and a free concert and performances by Megan Trainer and Jennifer Hudson. Woo! At uh, Wow Wow Welcome America. That's Damn! pretty awesome. I love Jennifer Hudson. Uh, she's amazing. Yeah, and Megan Trainer's fun, too. So, uh, 215-263-WMMR. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to some bizarre file stories. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Everything that rocks. I'm 933 WMMR. Let's begin the bizarre five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre five. Brought to you by Skoya Outback. Create the backyard of your dreams at Skoya Outback on Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. Okay, I question the validity of this story, but I am going to report it nonetheless. A lucky man who was rescued after surviving a month in the den of a brown bear drank his own urine to survive. No. I know. I'm not sure if I believe this or not. It's out of Russia. All right. The man who gave his name only as Alexander was dragged into the den of a brown bear. He broke his spine fighting the bear and survived in the den, like I said, for a month drinking his own pee. You're going to be my bitch. Uh, Brown bears usually drag their prey into their lair and save it for later, meaning that Alexander was likely its next meal. How come it didn't eat it for a month? That's a good question. But a group of Russian hunters found him after their dogs refused to move on past the den. Hunters uh, checked inside the cave and they saw what they thought was a mummy, only to find Alexander in an emaciated state. Now, there's pictures of this guy. Did he look emaciated? He looks all beat up and emaciated. He looks mm. horrible, but... Does he look I, like the kind of guy who's been drinking his piss for a month? Yeah, actually. Okay. But well, I maybe just, it's true. I just don't know if it's real or not. On death's door, he was rushed to the hospital where they found his shocking injuries. He told the doctors, the bear preserved me as food for later. <laughs> Uh, in like in a large Tupperware container. It's believed the bear overpowered him before dragging him off. That's horrible. Um, his severely rotting flesh and severe injuries also made for grim viewing, apparently. Uh, local medics said they can't explain how the man survived such injuries. The Tuva region where he was found is known as a favorite holiday destination of Vladimir Putin. Uh, the exact location where he was found has not been revealed. So I don't know. We'll keep an eye on that and see if that pops up as a fake or not. And I will let you know. The suspect accused of planting an explosive outside of a hotel in Lebanon County, PA, said he did so to get the attention of police, none of whom would listen to his story that aliens are going to destroy the Earth with a nuclear laser beam if humans don't, quote, start being good people. Wow, man, and they, the police ignored that story? Apparently people have been ignoring this story the for years. The entire planet is in peril. David, no, I think the only way you could get attention would be to blow up a hotel. David Oxenreiter was arrested <laughs> after police were called to the scene of a bomb threat at the uh, Bainey House Hotel. Now, Oxenreiter, who lives at the hotel, allegedly told the manager of the property that he made an explosive device and that it was inside his room. The manager contacted police and told them that he ordered Oxenreiter to remove the device from the building. Oxenreiter complied, placing the device next, All right. <laughs> next to a dumpster outside of the building. Well, the aliens are going to blow up the earth. Uh, police responded to the scene, and they located both him and the device. Residents, 30 residents of the house were evacuated while members... We are ready to transmit 
The, we are ready to transmit. Well, members, <laughs> members of the hazardous and explosive section looked for potential secondary devices and disarmed the main device. Huh. Oxenrider said it was not his intent to hurt anyone and that the device had to be detonated by hand. Uh, he told police that he made the device because he wanted to talk to police about things that he had been experiencing. Is it possible that a bomb is just a conversation starter? He had previously gone to several police agencies, but no one would listen to him. God, I, it must be frustrating, especially when you know something that involves the entire planet. Yeah. He allegedly uh, told police that in 2014 he'd encountered a UFO and aliens. He said that the aliens... Oh, by the way, I drink my own piss. Uh, the <laughs> aliens told him humans need to start being good people or else they were going to destroy Earth, Earth with a nuclear laser beam. I mean, the message is nice. Oxenreiter said that he had been trying to spread the advice that the aliens had given him, but no one listens to him. He said the aliens told him specifically, if you lay a blanket down on the beach, you can't leave for more than an hour. <laughs> he said when he tells people about his alien encounter... Uh, people say he's crazy. Mm. I mean, the message itself is a little hypocritical. Be nice or I'm going to kill you all. I'm going to kill you. Well, Oxen Riders, that's the way the aliens are, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rider is being charged with manufacturing a weapon of mass destruction and uh, other charges as well. <laughs> God almighty. Well, a homeowner in Florida was uh, shocked after a man was caught on video defecating on his driveway and then leaving the mess and the shirt that he used to clean himself up with behind. Uh, while homeowner Wilton Thomas was at work, his ring camera captured a green car that pulled into his driveway. In the video, the driver opened the door, took off his shirt, and stooped down to relieve himself. Mm. Now, Thomas said, I know when it comes on for you to go, you have to go. He said he could have driven himself right there toward the left in the fence toward the coconut tree and do what he wanted to do there. That's where you poop. Next to the coconut tree. And he said that would be no problem. But in my driveway? I mean, think about it. If he didn't have that ring doorbell, he would have missed it all. Sure. <laughs> Thomas says when he got home, it was too late to take care of the mess right away, so he waited until Sunday morning. He said, I went in the hot sun, scraped it up, poured it into a bag, and I poured bleach, and then I hosed and washed the whole thing off. And then I would have uh, sold the house. Thomas says he's ready to put this situation behind him, but he does want an apology from the person responsible. He said, knock and say, man, you know what? I had an emergency, I had nowhere to go, and this is where I had to do what I had to do. I think the thing to do is drive to work and go in the loading dock. <laughs> That's what you No, need to do. not in the loading dock. In the grass next to the loading dock, I think is a better place, Steve. <laughs> Ultimately, you're right, yes. All right, two more stories. Dirt bike rider taunting an Allentown police officer wiped out uh -oh. just as another police cruiser had arrived Sunday afternoon. <laughs> And a woman got the crash on video as well. Police said that they were called at about 4.30 p.m. Sunday for the bike riders who had T-shirts covering parts of their faces. Uh -huh. Jenny Bettencourt said she was sitting in her backyard when she, uh, can, where she can usually hear dirt bikes and ATVs racing on Hanover Street, which is about a block away. Well, Sunday afternoon, uh, three bike riders ducked into the alley behind her house. Bettencourt said the rider on the green bike dropped his bike and took off on foot. And in the video, you can see an Allentown officer standing near the bike. The rider of the blue and white bike then started driving past, Betancourt said. She said he made five or six passes by the officer and was taunting him, pulling stunts and flipping him off with the middle finger. Well, the last pass, though, would turn out to be his last on the bike. I love that this happened. Yes, yeah, so do I. The rider popped a wheelie just as another police cruiser pulls up. <laughs> the driver tried to pass the cruiser on the right but hit a chain-link fence <laughs> and flipped over the handlebars. I love it. Uh, police did not actually hit the cru He didn't hit the cruiser, uh, but he took off running 
And he he actually got away. He did. He uh, figured he'd be pretty injured. Maybe he's on the other side of the uh, of the fence. But both bikes were reported stolen. So yeah. they, they had, oh, they had stolen right. those motorcycles. Uh, there has been an uptick lately of people riding unlicensed two, three, and four wheel vehicles, and police are looking for the two drivers from Sunday's incident. I saw something similar happen when I was in high school. There's all these woods behind our house, and there was like a football practice and stuff going on. And these guys came out of the woods on their dirt bikes, and right. they, were, they were taunting everybody. And then the dude's bike stalled out, and he oh, got yeah. caught. It's like you, <laughs> somehow yeah. karma kicks in. I love it. All right, uh, one more story. Bees don't care where they swarm, even if it's near a uh, lot of humans and cars. Shoppers at a strip mall in Wales encountered a swarm of bees that ended up on a shopping cart. Uh So you're just walking along to the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Visitors. You can tell that Welsh accent. uh, To the Parks uh, Prestiton uh, Shopping Center said the bees seem to have set up a hive on the Tesco shopping cart on Monday. Huh. Uh, So eventually the cart was pushed away to a location away from customers to allow bees to do their thing without any issues. (laughs) I'm sorry, how did the hive end up on the cart? I don't know, but it's it's huge. I saw I saw the pictures of it, Nick, and it's it's it, it formed in the shopping cart. You would think for a beehive to form, it would take quite a while, yeah. right? So well, it's also not a classic beehive location, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but Steve, uh, I mean, it, there's, there's video here that I'm looking at on the screen, and this is a massive hive that you would see, like, hanging from a tree or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's just sitting there in, in underneath the, the uh, seat part of the cart. Are we led to believe that people were shopping around with the bee? <laughs> look at the beehive. Look, look at them walking yeah. around. La di da di da di da. So, so they're noticing. Clearly, you can hear that one gentleman <laughs> scream. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just yeah. walking by, and all uh-huh. of a sudden, he sees them, and there they are, the bees. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the bee file for you. Let's give away another one of these. Gift cards from my friends at Wawa. Yeah. Have, let's see. Yeah, $50 Wawa gift card. And a shirt, which, by the way, the ladies from Wawa are wearing the new shirts. are very cool looking, very festive. We'll take caller number 16, 215-263-WMMR, and we are going to set you up. Don't forget, Wawa, Welcome America, free family fun. Uh, and there's events that salute our everyday heroes, and you can welcome everyone to Philadelphia and celebrate July 4th, because that's going to be happening. It's a great event. We'll take a break, and we'll return in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you very much, Kathy. So I've, I've got two different things. I know we uh, eventually we're going to talk about either one of these. I know we just spent some time at the beach uh, discussing uh, saving a spot and everything. Um, but I can continue on. I, I have some... I have some Swimming stories, or I have a thing about food, which is kind of interesting. Which would you rather? Would you rather go to? We're going to get to them eventually at some point. I tell you what, let's uh, let's go down the uh, food path. Okay, yeah, I have two things I'm going to bring up. Uh, one of them I just saw this morning, which I think is kind of fun. You know, when it comes to fast food marketing and stuff like that, uh, KFC does some pretty quirky things. Yes, uh, Arby's does some pretty fun stuff, and. So Arby's is now doing what they're going to call vegetables. 
Vegetables? At first I thought it was called mega tables, but then yeah. I thought that doesn't make sense. <laughs> mega tables for like 12 people. Yeah. So, you know how they've been, there are a lot of um, products that are pretending to be meat and like the Impossible Burgers, okay? okay. It's, yeah. It's Beyond. Not, the yeah. Beyond Burger, too. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Impossible yeah. Burgers, Beyond Burgers, these things like that. So that's a big trend as for people who want to stay away from red meat. Well, they're going the opposite way, and they're going to do vegetables. Oh, I get it. And they're going to do meat-based uh, products that actually look that look like vegetables. I'm in. I, really? I think yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, but it sounds great. Like you'd eat like a pepper that looked like. Well, here you go. Their first vegetable is known as the merit, which is a meat-based <laughs> carrot, carrot lookalike. Yes. So I'm finally going to eat my vegetables that they claim has all the vitamins found in a raw carrot, but is made of turkey breast rolled in cheesecloth before being cooked uh, sous vide. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. And then rolled in dried carrot juice powder before being roasted for an hour. Uh, well, that so seems it actually, like a lot of work. Well, but that, that's the yeah. same thing they do for those, you know, vegetable-based yeah. products. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. What we're looking at right here, do we know? Is this a vegetable? I think that's it. Looks like a carrot. Does look like a carrot. Doesn't it? Uh, so Jim Taylor, chief marketing officer for Arby's, added plant-based meats are the latest incarnation of making vegetables look like what Americans really want, which is great, tasty meat. Uh, and that's it. And he says you can't, you can't actually purchase the merit at Arby's, but the brand reportedly plans to continue to develop <laughs> them. They're not going to sell them. All right. So it's, it's, them. it's to get some PR, I but it, it worked. I don't think it would be cost effective to no. do that at a fast food <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Preston, sous vide is just a method of uh, cooking. So it's okay. the way that they're going to they're cook it. Okay. I thought that was kind of funny. And, you know. I K- do like that. KFC does stuff like that. Left sure. They do these little limited uh, time things. You got to, you know, get creative. Okay. So the thing that I want to bring up about food is a term that I've never heard of before, and it's called free-range mooching. Free-range mooching. Oh, yes. okay. Any ideas uh, guessing what that might be? Free-range. Is, like, is it like going to a, a buffet and kind of sampling without paying for it? That's a good guess, but that's uh, no, that's not it. Hmm. Free-range mooching is essentially uh, if you see a table where somebody has left some leftover food, you go over and eat it. Oh, man. And apparently there are people that do this. Uh, it's my understanding that there are. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, to me, is a little disgusting. Uh-huh. Yeah. The it, notion that certain places, restaurants, might return the rolls that are uneaten back to a roll collective. That, bother that bothers me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'd rather eat a bullet than do that. If, it, <laughs> if this was socially acceptable, my father would 100% yeah. ah, get out be of here. on board. No kidding. He, we'll all go out to eat, and uh, he'll come after. He'll come, like, towards the end of dinner and just finish everyone's plate. But he knows you. That's like a dad's There's job. A- Steve, no. It, listen, but what I said is if it, yes, he does know us, but if it was socially acceptable to sit at somebody else's, oh, all right. he would 100, he'd be like, yeah, they didn't even touch that half of the sandwich. There you go. <laughs> wow. It's, you know, he's he's kind of right. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll mumble. If we make him go out to eat with us, yeah. he'll mumble and be like, so much wasted food. They didn't even finish their, nobody even finished their dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. My, my brother will actually finish all of his kids' meals and stuff like that when we go out to eat and stuff. Uh, is that, there a certain point when you have young kids, you know, all you've been oh. through it, where, where you like start Packing on weight because you're finishing yeah. off their nuggets and all that crap. <laughs> don't don't order for yourself. If, yeah, yeah. if you're going out, yeah. because you're going to eat their leftovers and you're going to get fat if you yeah. order something for yourself too. <laughs> I've, I've, we've ordered ten piece chicken nuggets and, and one yeah. was right. missing. From yeah, my yeah. Do- I'm like, 
And, like, it, and it sat there all day long, and I'm like, you ate one of these. Do you know how many chickens had to die for these nuggets? I, yeah. I really don't know how many, but I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah. I, I will say I'm a little bit, and go figure, guys. You're going to be surprised by this, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a little bit guilty of this free-range mooching. Okay, okay. Uh, you got to hear me out here. I was a bus, I was a bus boy when I was like a sophomore in high school, All right. and I have eaten off of people's plates as I was bussing tables. Now, While they were eating? No, no, oh, no, yeah. no. They were done with their Excuse meals. Me, this looks really good. <laughs> I only, I only did it with food that was like delicious, right? So I wasn't like eating leftover. Oh, like, I had my right. standards. Right. Only delicious right. food, okay. like not food I found disgusting. That makes sense. And I yeah. only did it with people that I knew, right? So like okay. if uh, or rec- would the would be would new constitute regulars that you're familiar with? No, no, people that I knew. Like, for okay. instance... Like, I, you met them when they walked through the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that yeah. guy. Uh, like, for instance, uh, so this particular restaurant they, that I worked at, I loved their Crab Imperial. And I remember vividly the Darby family came in. <laughs> the Darby. Hey, that Crab Imperial? And I went all through grade school with Erin, uh, the, the daughter of this yeah. family, and... The flaxen-haired beauty. I believe the mom left probably a good third of the um, uh, crab imperial in in the dish, and and I ate it. So while you were taking, were you were you like turning around and like? Well, I kind of have to bring it into the kitchen, and I got to bring it back by where the dishwashers are. So I brought it to an area of the kitchen where nobody was going to see me do All that. Right. All right. How about this? Here's a scenario for you. And I know you wouldn't just walk over to a table and do this. Right, I know right. that. Okay. But let's say at a, uh, a place that serves pizza, there's a, 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 a large pizza that's there and say three pieces or so are left and nobody's touched I do those. that here. <laughs> so so, uh, yeah. there, so that, that pizza, it, for me, mentally suggests something that, that you, the food has not <laughs> been commute. felt up. Right. right. So, so um, <laughs> if a slice is left unaccosted... Uh, I can assume it's pretty because safe. When pizza is left out on the tables out in the green room here, people are, you know, taking pieces from that and it's all it's for everybody. Soup would not qualify, <laughs> mashed potatoes <laughs> because an invasive fork has gone into of it course. and you can't tell the point of entry. So, but your scenario is the same thing as having a pizza here. Yeah. But like yeah, uh, exactly. It, it, yeah. it would be so, the, it would really be the same exact thing. same thing. Yeah. So I guess finger foods fall into that category because you're you're not supposed to play with all that and yeah. you know, right. you're supposed to just grab one and let the others be. Like wings and things like that would fall in that category. Nachos yeah. uh perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. you can come into a nacho pile. As long as somebody hasn't been digging in there with a fork. We assume that the part that's been touched has already been extricated from the pile of nachos. Right. right. Uh, I also at that same restaurant as a busboy, I would because they would eat the napkins. <laughs> I would not know because they were uh, cloth napkins. Steve. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> they would serve carafes of wine and half carafes of wine, and I would if there was wine left over in the carafe, I would pour that into. Uh, a I know, cup. yeah, I know guys that that would do that too. They worked at um actually, well he he's passed now, so I, I guess I can talk about it. But the Dilworth, it's, we can talk a at the there. Dilworth Town Inn. Um, they would because they would be nice, expensive bottles of wine that people would buy. Really? They're not drinking out of the bottle. So when the shift was right. over, if there was some left, they would. Did you folks save room for dessert? Who's <laughs> <laughs> got some room for some cake? Well, you got to figure. I was I was not even. I was like fifteen, and I wasn't like a drinker either. <laughs> hey, man, I, the soup you ordered was 
Awesome. Okay, so it's like uh, Spalding and Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, exactly the the half like drink that. glasses and going through and just slamming all those till you find a cigarette butt. That's in the mouth. Oh, not to go off on a tangent, but that yeah. scene when he does that and Blech. then he goes pukes in the sunroof. <laughs> hilarious. Gets me every time. Have you? This is a totally different subject. You ever been at a party and you pick up a beer bottle you thought was yours and there's yeah. a cigarette oh. butt in it? Yeah. Oh, I, no. immediate vomit. I had that happen one time. Where oh, I, it happened I, to me many times. I already was in the. I'm Ooh. getting close to puking stage of drinking, and then that happened, and it was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to stick there my finger go. down my throat. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Uh, go ahead, Casey, and I'm going to read a little bit from this story. Uh, no, I just remember a guy drinking all the floaters. We went to a place called the Blarney Stone in New York City when I, I was in the mall. Hey, hey. And... And this guy at the end of the, first of all, I was 18 years old being right. served at a bar in uh, in Manhattan. And there was a guy that I was with who, at the end of the night, was going to all the tables and just drinking all the floaters. I, I, mean, I mean, all strangers. He had no idea who any of these yeah, people were. To me, that, that you're, that's a no. risky proposition. Yeah, so in this story, it's a lengthy story about a guy who admits to being the, a moocher. He says, uh, free-range mooching is generally a stealthy sport, best suited for people with big appetites and frugal mentalities. But it's also a practice that involves a bit of risk. You never know if you'll catch a cold or get caught and get kicked out of an establishment. As an advice columnist for the Village Voices uh, once wrote, you have to ask yourself, could I stand the embarrassment of being observed? For many people, the answer is a steadfast no. But for a select few, there are worse things in life than getting caught double-dipping in a bowl of guacamole that someone else paid for. May I, may I ask something here? Yeah. So you've... So, the 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 parameters under which this free mooching takes place. Do we assume that the free uh, range moocher has gone into an establishment, paid for their own meal? Yes. Okay. Yep. So that's part already, of it. In, at least yep. it's not like they're coming in off the street. And there's actually, uh, believe it or not, some people. It's a little um, environmentally conscious, and I'll explain. So, <laughs> oh. Alex, a San Francisco I'm the planet, and Alex, uh, a San Francisco native who works in uh, finance and is in his 40s, shares this mentality. Spoke in depth about it with Deadspin, and for at least a decade, he's practiced free range moosing at restaurants, honing his skills as a quick plate grabber and fast eater to avoid detection. Hunger's not always the trigger for Alex. Saving money is a little bit to do with it, but not much. Alex always buys a meal for himself in addition to whatever food he's pilfered. Sometimes the samples he sneaks enable him to try new menu items as he's, that he's always wondered oh, about. No, okay. And occasionally they influence his ordering decisions. It's but, the same as asking for a taste. But mostly he eats others' leftover food to help the planet. The restaurant industry creates about 11.4 million tons of wasted food each year, recycling only 14.3% of it and donating a mere 1.4%. And that's only in the U.S. By eating food that someone else has left behind, Alex figures he's doing his small part to help restaurants cut back on their waste and find better uses for things normally considered to be trash. Does it describe his methodology? Does he always have, yeah. a, like, a spoon at the ready? Does he always have a fork at the ready? No. So <laughs> he said, I'm not picking up food out of the garbage. I'm not dumpster diving. I'm not hanging out by the restaurant's side door waiting for them to throw out the bags of food. So I don't know... Why it's such a big deal? I think for most people, uh, I think uh, most people just don't do it because it's frowned upon in polite society. Free-range mooching, in his mind, is a victimless crime, and he's pretty sure that the kitchen staff at restaurants would agree with him on this. He said, I think chefs don't want to see their food go to waste. Um, 
Over the years, Alex has developed a set of rules. Okay, this is what I want to hear. For stealing leftover food. He doesn't just grab neglected chicken wings or untouched slabs of steak (laughs) willy-nilly. Instead, gauging his decision to do so on a restaurant-by-restaurant basis. Basis. Uh, Fancy eateries are a no-no for free-range mooching or any place where he feels too watched and under surveillance to grab from another person's plate. Family-style entrees like curry or orange chicken where multiple people have scooped out of portions for themselves are also something that he avoids, along with dishes that involve dipping. If the plates are messy, strewn with swirled-together food... There we go. ...or if they appear to have been sitting out in the sun baking for a couple hours, Alex also takes a hard pass on that. Are you talking my language now? Mm -hmm. Uh, Not everybody understands his penchant for eating leftovers. Friends he's confided in have described what he does as basically eating garbage, (laughs) and he's scared off at least one date by popping a stranger's leftover sashimi into his mouth. What date wouldn't be impressed by you taking stuff off someone else's plate? So far, there's only been one... One occasion at a restaurant when his actions also have inspired someone else to mirror his own. He said, I saw a kid who was 10 years old, and he was there with his parents. Everyone is waiting in line, and I could tell he was hungry, so he came up and he grabbed a handful of fries and looked over at me, and I looked at him, and I smiled. He got scared and ran off thinking that I was, like, judging him for taking other people's food, but in really, in reality, I was giving him the head nod Game recognize game. Yeah. So um, <laughs> where where are these? So, I, like, if you're get, walking across the room... You know, I'm, I'm trying to actually, the, the moment at which the pilfering takes place. I think he waits for somebody to leave All right. their, their table. And then and they, goes and they, over. All and, right. they, and they've left food sitting out on the table. It's it's clear that they've paid their, their uh, bill and they're going to leave. So probably diners would be more your better bet for this, where someone can pay their bill, go up to a register, because in most restaurants, when you're done... They clear the plates Sometimes, in room for yeah. dessert. Yeah, they do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, others, you, I mean, he might just be in the right spot at the right, right time. Right. But he might have his regular haunts where he does place. that. But uh, I remember when I was washing dishes uh, <laughs> at a restaurant, stuff would come back and I'd be like, wow. I mean, they left an entire half of a sandwich that they didn't eat. They didn't take it with them. I right. wouldn't eat it. But but I was always surprised by what came back as uneaten Never. and, and wasteful. Wasted. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you take it? You now, know? Sometimes, though, now there was a, a time as well when, now if I'm on vacation or something like that and I have nowhere to take the food to, then you know, and I didn't like it or I'm full, then I'm, I'm going to leave it. I mean, yeah. there's no point in me taking it back. It's just going to sit around for hours and I'm not going to eat it later. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll, I'll get it to go in hopes that I'll find, like, a homeless person on the way back to, like, a hotel or something like that, and I'll give them... I'll give, I give homeless See, I wouldn't food, yeah, do that. Over. No, yeah. if you're at a resort in Jamaica or Mexico, just launch it over the wall, because that's where all the incredibly poor people live, yeah. around those resorts. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, don't, I would feel weird giving somebody my... I only ate half of this here. You want it? You know yeah. what I mean? I just... If what, do you think if, you're better than me? But if you're living on the street... I understand. Yeah. 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 Uh, let no, me I'm go. Sorry, I don't like. Su- I don't like sushi. <laughs> yeah, let me go to a couple of calls. I have uh, Mike on the line. Hey, Mike. Good morning. What's up, bitch? Yo, bud. How you doing, bitch? <laughs> What's your story, uh, Mike? I can relate to uh, Casey's story about uh, working in. I was just uh, either as a busboy or dishwasher. Um, I worked at a Mediterranean restaurant in high school, and somebody ate only like a third of a piece, like a whole fish. And I dug into it, just a pad on one end, with yeah. and then touched. And then, like, during the headlights, I look up, and the, uh, one of the line cooks is looking at me and shaking his head, like, so slowly. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they, they didn't eat the whole fish. Shame yeah, on you. Shame. Did you. Did you do the classic cartoon thing where you lower the fish by the tail down your throat <laughs> and pull it up and just the bones, just the bones came out? 
Like, don't have any shame. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, did you say anything, or did you did, did it between you and the line cook? Eye contact and just disdain, yeah. general disdain, absolute yep. shame. Wow. <laughs> yep. All right, it happens. All right, the only thing I would do is uh, now. When I did work as a as a food bar attendant at York Steakhouse, Ooh. Uh, I would have to replenish the. Um, it was a buffet, yeah. So I'd replenish the buffet all the time. Sometimes I would take a tray out, and there would be leftover uh, like potato skins or something like that that people hadn't eaten. It's already public. It's it's there. It's already been molested by it, lots of it people. Was, it was time to to refresh it and get a whole new. I'd I'd take one. I'd go into the walk in freezer. I wouldn't do it in front of anybody. Take but the I whole tray. Yeah. You know, it's funny because when I years ago, you know, when my you know my first job, well, second job technically, but Dunkin' Donuts as a porter. Oh my God, uh, they, 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 it's that's all you did is yeah. clip the donuts. Yeah. Let me go next to Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? So, me and my friend were at a pizza place. Now, the pizza place, you walk in, you pay for your food, you sit down at the table, small little pizza place. So we, he gets a slice, <laughs> I get two slices. We sit down. He ate his slice of pizza. Well, the table behind us, two people were sitting there. They got up. There was two slices left. So they left everything and walked out the door. He's like, oh, they left two slices. I'm going to take them. So he goes over there. He takes them. Just as he sits down, starts biting on them. They came back and they go, where are our pizzas? (laughs) I don't know, man. Did they just forget them and they were walking out there? Wait a minute. We got to go back and get that. They wanted to watch the eclipse. I think. I think they went out for like a phone call or cigarette or something, but oh. yeah, I ended up. I looked at him and he was like, "Don't say anything." I was like, "Nah, man, you gotta pay for that." And what did he so end he up doing? Up yeah, he ended up buying them slices. Like, oh, sorry, walked out. And they're actually pretty cool about it. Okay, so eat your pizza. <laughs> it sort of goes to our I thing about it. putting your blanket down, putting Thanks. your pizza down. Busted, man! Yeah. I would feel so insanely embarrassed. What would you feel worse it, about? It, it, technically, you're not stealing. But you kind of are, you know what I mean. So is there is there more merit to dumpster diving? Yeah, that's more merit thr- because oh, yeah, because, because it's, it's already been it's already been completely discarded. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see that documentary about minimalist living? Yes. Um, and and the people are able to find fully, uh, you know, unmolested, untouched pizzas. Yeah. And and live off of that. Yep. Yeah. There's a documentary also about these guys who basically they they all they do is they ride the rails, they they travel on trains, and and they do that very thing. Nick is they mm-hmm. they basically live out of dumpsters. That's where they they'll get their clothes and all sorts yeah. of stuff like that. Yeah. The computers. I'm gonna go to Tom. Hey Tom. Good morning. Hey. Bitches. Hey. What? What's up, Tom? people think, uh, but it's not done at the table like you were describing. I used to work uh, years ago at Bedigan's, and uh, sometimes you're doing a, a eight, nine-hour shift without a break, and, you know, you don't have a meal break or anything, so usually it's finger foods like French fries, mozzarella sticks, chicken fingers, and as long as they're not been bitten into, I've, you know, brought one back, you know, one or two back. Uh, you always put those plates on the top so they're not getting squashed, and, uh, you know, you just have a quick nausea right. before you go back on the floor. Tom, <laughs> how many times does the picking take place on the way to the table to drop it off? Um, <laughs> not as 
as often as on the way back, but it's been known to happen. Okay, oh, like a, a couple of French fries, a couple of potato skins. You pull it off a plate when it's it's put up, and you know the the chef has put it up. Right from there to the table, I think that's the, probably your safest bet. Yeah, yeah. I don't you know can eat half dumb. the steak on the way over. The <laughs> Does Bennigan's exist anymore? Because they their broccoli so. bites mm. were amazing. What were? Broccoli bites. Okay. Oh, they were so so good. Yes. Uh, and would you have eaten them if you were a waiter there? <laughs> no doubt. Okay. There no we doubt. go. I wonder if I would have eaten Benigan's broccoli bites if I was a waiter. Hmm. It filed for bankruptcy in 2008 because and... of the great broccoli bite well, disaster. Yeah. You guys remember? They found out there was uranium uh-huh. in those broccoli bites. I'm going to go to Jeff because this is interesting. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning, Preston. How hey. are you today? Good. What's up, buddy? Well, you know, I was listening to the station, and you guys talking We're on about the station. restaurants and food. Yeah. And uh, we have a thing in the family. It's a, fu- a funny story where my sister-in-law, her name is Patty, mm-hmm. and she's very innocent. Everybody loves her, and she likes to talk to the people at the neighboring tables. Okay. So she'll sit there, and she goes, oh, that looks interesting. It looks better than mine. And she starts talking and being friendly, and her thing is to put her fork on the other person's plate. Okay, to taste their food. Stop okay, it. while you're in a restaurant. Now she did this originally very innocently, so we call it doing the patty. So <laughs> now we go out to restaurants <laughs> and we make wagers, okay, whether or not you can be friendly enough to talk to the people at the table next to you and get your fork on their plate to grab some of their food so, with their permission. So this is a game for you guys now? Oh, uh, it's a real game. It's a lot of fun. This is like Impractical <laughs> Jokers. I swear to God, this is like stuff that those guys would the do. The Goldbergs had an episode where they went to Beefsteak Charlie's. You remember that? No. It doesn't exist anymore where, where the, the grandfather was would do the exact same thing. Go, oh, that looks good. And go over and work, is, sort of finagle his way into <laughs> No kidding. Yeah. And does Patty still do this, Jeff? Well, Patty doesn't. She was the innocent uh, victim in this type of thing because she actually did it without any intentions or, or trying uh-huh. to do it. It's all of us who saw it, started cracking up at it. Uh-huh. So we started making wagers and seeing if we could do it. All There'd right, be no way it's on ballsy. earth I would let someone Thanks, eat off my plate. I yeah, no, I mean, it's not going to happen. I can't say. Th- I want to say that sounds familiar. That that's happened before. Somebody, you know, here you want to try some? Um, my wife would offer it up probably. Yeah. yeah. If somebody commented, you know, on how great that looks, she might go, you want to try some? Even yeah. though she doesn't know them. Well, take a picture of it. Uh, I could see her yeah. doing that. Hang on, Marissa. Um, I think this concept is disgusting and awful. <laughs> and I realized that I did it once. Oh, oh no. do tell. I went to a pop-up. Uh, a, a Badia was doing a pizza pop-up, and I went all the way across town to Fishtown to try his tomato pie. And by the time I sat down, they were out. But the table behind us had half a slice left. And the girl I was with, we both were looking at it. We were kind of like, do you think they would let us try it? It doesn't look touched. Like, it looks clean. It looks safe. And we kind of said it louder and louder until the girls were like, oh, do you guys just want the pizza that's left? So we ate their pizza okay. off their table. All right. That's, you know, it's okay. That's so bad. Look at you at the, the trendy pop-up restaurants and all that stuff. Yeah, but uh, if you, you went there with that express purpose, I can sort of understand that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go next to Mike M. on the line. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, don't worry. We'll get this in post. <laughs> we're going to correct, we're this, correct in this in post. We're correct this in post. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's up, buddy? All right. So uh, two times I went to, like, a Flyers game, and I was up in a balcony suite. And me and my friend were leaving. Shout out, Kemp. And, uh, <laughs> and we, like, passed this one balcony suite that had, like, a buttload of catering, and we totally took an entire, like, hoodie full of... Was anybody in it? No. Completely empty. Okay. Do you have a feeling that the people were still yet to arrive, or had they left already? 
Oh no, this was like ten game was over. Okay, all right, the game yeah. was over. Yeah, I, I that uh, yeah. kind of food like chicken fingers. Popcorn stuff like that, I might be inclined. To, you know, I, I know that sort of goes against slightly, but I, I think mashed potatoes and stuff like that, I'm a little more leery of. But food that is traditionally public food to begin with, I think that's okay, Mike. They would have been throwing that stuff out anyway, you know. Yeah, and then uh, another time, I was with my girlfriend, and uh, we were in a regular suite level, and we left again like ten, fifteen minutes later, and we passed this one suite that had full catering and beer. That was the holy grail. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. yeah, just just get your tickets. Don't even worry Thanks, about Mike. buying the food. There was, uh, if you want to, just a, as a side story, and I think I might have mentioned this before, but years ago at the Riverdeck Cafe, it's where you and I first sort of uh, quasi yep. met, Preston. Yep. Uh, there had a uh, there was a situation. They would set up this this big barrel, like a like an old style barrel full of cookies. And uh, like Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies, it was at the base of the stairs where you would go up to the bathrooms. So people would come down fresh from going to the bathroom and pluck the cookies out of the thing. I'm like, who's eating from the, can't you see? People were like, you know, drying off their hands and stuff like that. It was was a a hepatitis pit. Well, let me ask you this. And um, so when it comes to dishes that are, that are shared, like, let's say there's a, um, a tray of cookies. Yes, and you could easily just grab one cookie without touching the rest of them. But there are tongs there. Would you use the tongs? Yeah, or, or grab the, if tongs are there. The I'll tongs use the tongs. Are there, yeah. yeah, I use um, the tongs to pick my nose right, because this was brought to my attention not that long ago. But what is the difference if all the people There's are not. with their germ infested hands are, are touching, touching the, the tongs? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just not. Casey. I usually just use my fingers. I okay. just use a grab it. All right. Like, so here's on. the deal. Also, mm-hmm. if you um, let's, let's say I, when I go to Wawa and I get my, uh, you know, you go into the, uh, the 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 donuts or the, that, that yeah the bagels or whatever yeah, you yeah, grab yeah. the little piece of wax yes. paper yeah. and yeah. you pluck it out. I think that's only. Right when you it's presented right I there that. for that purpose. You don't taste them and put them back. <laughs> no, you you pull them out with your teeth. Yeah, you go bobbing for donuts. <laughs> you guys want a uh, Bennigan's update? Yeah, there's a Bennigan's in Vineland, New Jersey, and Casey what? proudly displayed on the menu broccoli bites. Yes, <laughs> you can do the mix or match. Choose two or three. Wonder. Get the egg rolls. Yes. No Bennigan's. No, you get two or three. You can you still you can, have broccoli bites? They do. Yeah, right. what about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take the back roads to the shore and stop in, Casey. Boom. Good call, Cap. <laughs> one last call. Do we have time for this? Just one last one. All right, I'm going to go to Rose. Hi, Rose. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Rose? Well, um, in Germany, it is absolutely acceptable to go into your neighbor's plate and take a bite or several bites of whatever. And then Hitler is born. (laughs) But Rose, Rose, does this this hold true for strangers? Well, no, I didn't see it for strangers. However, if there is a stranger to you, but known to somebody else in your family, that stranger, having never met you, will go into your plate and cut off a piece of your main entree. Really? And possibly look at you and say, oh, we've never met. Is this okay? But only under those circumstances. It's the same oh, way they sort, of, they sort of said, do you mind if we just cut off a little piece of Poland? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, Rose. I did not know that. Thank yeah. you very yeah. much. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I never heard the term free-range mooching. Well. And it's uh, it happens more than you think it might. But Clearly. It's just- where you kind of grab some leftovers. I think it's more so when when people leave food, when they've paid and they've left 
uh, their booth or table, whatever, and you see something sitting there and you're like, you know what? I'm taking that. They're going to throw it away, so why not? They just left this money right in this folder here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this envelope. I remember. Look I remember. At this. No, I remember a kid one time we were at a restaurant and he, and he saw a tip sitting on the table, <laughs> and he comes back to his parents. Look what I found! <laughs> like, where did you get that? <laughs> he didn't know. An Amex card. Look mm-hmm. at this. All right, uh, speaking of all this food, we're going to take a break. We're going to give away a $50 Wawa gift card and a Wawa shirt as well. Call number 8 at 215-263-WMMR. It is yours. Wawa Welcome America is six days with more than 50 free family events happening June 29th through July 4th. So make sure you don't miss it. Wawa.com for the details. We'll be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, the Greg Silver Band. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. See and hear more at WMMR.com, keyword local shots. The Greg Silver Band, Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Kathy, I heard 57 syllables instead of 56 in that particular read. Oh, okay, sorry. No, did you see that, that email the other day? I did not. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> apparently, and I didn't know this, when you when you buy advertising and radio, you, you there's a limit on syllables. Oh, wait a minute. I saw uh, yeah. Bill Burns <clears throat> in the hallway, and he goes, I need to talk to you about traffic sponsors, but then he never did. Is that what it is? Probably. So wait, say, okay, say that again. Explain to me. I, I, I forgot what it said, but I think... Uh, I think the limit was like 56 syllables. So not words, for, just syllables. For a 10-second. Oh. Because it, it needs to advertise. What do you do when you buy radio advertising? You buy by time. Yeah. And so then the copy has to be written for what message you want to send across. And in order to keep uh, a time limit on that, they set a number of syllables, which can average out to, okay. you know, 10, 15, 30, right. 60 seconds, whatever it is. And there was a big, there was this email exchange that went on for like 25 <laughs> different responses back and forth of how many syllables are allowed and aren't and, and this whole thing. And so I just was found it, it kind of interesting. short or long? Uh, they're going too long. They're they're, they're writing too, they're, they're writing yeah. too much. So so essentially, you pay for this, but you're getting a lot more than you're paying well, for. That's that a lot of the time with traffic sponsors. That's the problem. They're, yeah, they're way too long. They only yeah. get ten seconds, and they want to jam thirty seconds in there. And in Bill's defense, this is in our this is our listeners' interest in mine because yeah. you know you want the whatever you're tuning in for, whether it be our banter, our entertainment, if you want to call that, or the music and so on. So that's why there's a limit that's put on commercial advertising. The time and some of it actually comes down to syllables. I didn't. Know that. And it benefits the advertiser if it's more obviously if it's a show you want to tune into or whatever it all works out. Yeah, Kathy, just stop morning, your syllables. Every morning you write the news and I, I write sports for you, and I am very aware of the number of syllables that I include in the sports report. Sometimes it goes a little long, but like I'll I'll edit out syllables so that you're able to you know get through that uh, right. each story as quickly as possible. Okay. The best thing to do is Thanks. think to yourself how would Tonto say this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, um it's all what's also interesting is when we have copy when we're doing like a live reads endorsements and stuff like that it used to piss me off when they had numbers written out in word form but they have to do they that. They have to do it that way. I know. Because of the syllables. Because of the yeah. syllables. Yeah. Syllables. We syllables. use syllables. We get off on <laughs> syllables. Yes. 
right. So anyhow, <laughs> just thought I'd throw that at you. Uh, there was an interesting, uh, hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some audio pieces. We do. Oh. I don't know if I want to go through the thing that Kathy gave me, if we don't have no. enough time to go through it all or not. Let's save that for tomorrow. Okay. I all think right. it's good because it will cause uh, much terror and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fear. Yeah, true. Um, okay. How about this? The, uh, the first democratic debate, uh, took place last night, I believe. Yes. And at some point during the broadcast, uh, it was just a classic thing. So when, you, when you're doing television, a lot of times they give you what are called lavalier mics. And it's a microphone that's clipped on your, on yeah, your shirt. With a battery pack. Uh, exactly. And um, it's essentially, it's up to whoever is running the sound to turn them up or turn them down to whether that feed will go live on the air or not. And there's a great old, uh, I think it was from the, it was a, I think it was the, the first Naked Gun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where Frank Trevin is, he's giving a speech, and then he goes off into the bathroom, and they left his mic on, his lavalier mic on. He's taking a leak. It's so damn funny. It's it's it starts funny because he's talking about the visiting queen, and he and he goes, "Well, we might think the idea of having a queen is something oh stupid, uh, you know." And then yeah. he goes, he goes into the the bathroom. He's like, "Oh," and it's a particularly mm-hmm. oh my god, arduous piss. Uh, so at the debate, uh, they had left the mic on for some people who were backstage. Uh, but the host, who was moderating? I don't even it know. It was Chuck, uh, Todd. Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddow. All right, and they realized what's going on. Yes, they did. And they very smartly move things along quickly before somebody says something. I think someone they does might say. They curse. They might, you know, they might I have just, to go to the bathroom. Yeah, they might yes. slip out. And so this is, this is, their, this is when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> we are, What's happening? We are hearing our colleagues' audio. I, if the control room can turn off the mics, yeah. If the if the control room can turn off the mics of our previous moderators, we will. I think it's the prime moderator. You know, we prepared for yes. everything. Guess what, guys? We are going to take a quick break. We're going to get this technical uh, situation fixed. <laughs> that is so funny. I love it. And, and that could have gone real bad. Really bad. Yeah. You have to be very aware of that. The old adage, when you, the first time you get in any kind of broadcasting class is treat every mic as if it's live. It, well, and that's the thing. Um, I remember working over at NBC10 when I was doing traffic, I was off-site. So um, my mic was basically always live. It was up to the control room to, yeah. to bring it up on the board. And so I would leave the studio often and go to the bathroom throughout the morning <laughs> And I, but I would always try to remember to turn my mic off. <laughs> yeah, when right? you're when you're on when you're on location, if we're doing a live broadcast somewhere, say it, you know, like uh, Subaru for uh, Camp Up for Hunger, there's somebody back here monitoring and running the board for us and bringing us up live and taking yep. us back off the air. And uh, so you got to keep in mind they're overhearing everything you're saying all the time because they're listening for you to to you know you're communicating yeah. back and forth. And I have I don't remember doing anything. Uh, very inflammatory, but I, I do remember hearing on the talkback uh, speaker hearing somebody going, you know we can hear you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew that. I wasn't talking about yeah, you. Yeah, I was talking about something else completely. Tell, tell the person who I was talking about. You know that one that Pierre did when I was working for Pierre and it was <laughs> this is the Barsky show <laughs> on it and Pierre just goes, 
that effing morning show, and we were we were live out somewhere, and it was just you know it, the, the, they didn't turn off a switch that they should have kept on or whatever they they messed up something that affected his broadcast. Did it go on the air? Yeah. Oh. And uh, oh, to dear. the Marsky show's credit, they grabbed that audio and used it as a drop for okay. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Uh, here is a different clip. This is O.J. Simpson. O.J., uh, yeah. Talking about Michael Jackson. He's on Twitter now, you know, and so he's usually caught sitting in a golf cart somewhere, and he, he puts this content out on his Twitter account. Okay. And uh, apparently right at the height of the O.J., you know, right after the whole deal, you know, after he cut two people's heads off, he had, um, there's a lot of maelstrom going on at home. So uh, Michael Jackson invited him over to Neverland and oh. the family to get away from all that. <laughs> was this um, after his trial, or it was just after they were all? I, you know, I think it was after the. Um, it might have been just after the trial. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he had, by all intents and purposes, he was he was found not guilty. Not guilty. Yeah. All right. Here's uh, here's the clip. My house was under siege by the media. Michael found out. He called me and said, "OJ, you got to take the kids up to Neverland Ranch. They oh. love it," and I did. And it was wondrous. <laughs> the kids would come up. They would bring some of their friends. And it was so great. Michael was never there, but he always had gifts for the kids. Huh? I didn't. <laughs> OJ, you got to, you know, just get a bring it. But just the kids. Yeah. Just the kids. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, what do you have? Girls? All right, forget that offering. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't know that they were in touch with each other at all, that they he's, knew each other even. He's trying so hard to be. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's just me. Yeah. What, what do you think you know about me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How long before he says something that's going to get him in trouble? He already has. Initially, he, he he's he's quasi threatened somebody who is uh, stalking him on Twitter. But listen, he you know it, it is what it is at this point. I, what if he what, says what can he say that's going to sully his reputation? Well, not that, but what if he says something that sort of contradicts anything that was part right. of his testimony? Well, you remember the book yeah. he released, the book that he did with Judith Regan, the uh, the, the 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 editor. Yeah, if what, I did, if it, I did, or, did yeah. it, yeah, and then like explained it how right? he did it. Oh, I think there's double jeopardy. You can't be tried can't, for yeah. the same crime twice. So I think he could say whatever. But he there's no double card sharks. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a, a weird clip from Richard Dreyfus, the actor, and do you know under... He's yes. talking about Bill Murray. What's what's the scenario oh, here? So I, know, it's what I know about, what it's about. Yeah, but. What about Bob? They The long-standing uh, story is that they did not like each other on that set, and in a way, that actually works in the movie well, because they... Because yeah. two different styles, they didn't like each other at all, and so what you're legitimately seeing is Murray getting under Richard Dreyfuss's skin mm-hmm. and and his reaction. And what I read, Steve, was that Bill Murray realized that he was doing that yeah. and, and enjoyed it. Yes. And and he used that for the for the movie, whereas Dreyfus was just like, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to get along and have fun on, on the set or whatever. But Murray realized that ultimately it was going to be good for the movie and he <sighs> didn't care. He but wasn't Murray trying to make friends. Is known at that especially yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being a prick, yeah. he was. Now, with yeah, the Bill Murray we with. know now, seems to be a lot more uh, um, amiable, sociable, and amiable. Uh, but uh, he is very much um, seems to be a different guy. But at that time, it would have been in the height of when he was really considered to be difficult to work with. Yeah. So here's Richard Dreyfus talking about this. Bill just got drunk at dinner. He was an Irish drunken bully, and he put his face next to me. 
and he screamed, everyone hates you, you are, you are tolerated. He leaned back and he took a glass mixture. He threw it at my face and he missed me. I got up and left. Wow. The thing with Dreyfus now is he he travels with a Casio. Um, oh, is that him <laughs> playing in the bed? Play, start it over again, Casey. Bill just got drunk at dinner. So that's what he does now to, to just kind of at interviews. He sits there and plays his keyboard. Yeah. He was an Irish drunken bully. And he put his face next to Pretty good people at keyboard players. He's <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Uh, how old is he? Because, man, does he sound ancient. Yeah. He uh, sounds terrible. He sounds like he's, uh, you know, starting to get this. <laughs> um, Richard Dreyfus, yes. 72. No, that, so maybe he was, maybe they got him at tour. Maybe he is. Maybe he was drunk. Maybe he was yeah, drunk. Maybe. He threw an ashtray at himself. <laughs> What did he say Bill threw at his face? An ashtray. A glass ashtray. Jeez. Threw it at his face and it missed. Wow, okay. Yeah, you know what, though? The movie's great. <laughs> it is. Many is the favorites, time man. that, oh that an actual on-set battle, uh, one of the classics, hell, they made a series about it. Uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane, Joan mm-hmm. Crawford and Betty Davis hated each other. Well, guess what? In the movie... Betty Davis tortures Joan Crawford, yeah. and it works. Yeah. I saw uh, Spider-Man Far From Home last night. It, it, there are rumors going around that Tom Holland and Jake Gyllenhaal didn't get along well, or is that... I've seen stuff of them palling around. Okay. And they, yeah, but you, they always float those rumors out. All right. They love to do that, because they... they um, I saw them at a press conference, and they were bro-hugging oh, and, right. and the whole deal. Okay. Well, how was the movie, since we're talking about uh, it actors was great. and so on? Um, yeah. No spoilers, spoiler-free, but if you like any of the Marvel movies, uh, they just knocked another one out of the park. And, um, and How was- is Gyllenhaal? He's great. Yeah. He's really good. And um, uh, he plays sort of an older mentor to to Tom Holland. But what I loved about this movie is, and Steve, you'll really appreciate it too, it's this movie is about Peter Parker being in high school yeah. and what it's like to be a high school kid who is also a superhero. Stanley, um, you know, obviously he loves, or he or had loved all the, the versions, uh, but he says this, Tom Holland is the Peter Parker he always envisioned. He's he, the best one. He's fantastic he's a really good actor he's really likable um and he's struggling with life not just life uh, you know battling villains and whatever else like he's dealing with being a teenage kid and they write this character in such a way that makes it really compelling because you're you're interested in the high school drama as well as him fighting the bad guys so you've just followed endgame which is a a battle beyond battles an all-in universal deal and now you're dealing with this smaller story, and they still ma- it still manages to work. Well, and they do it in a way that's so realistic, too. Like, you take this unbelievable thing. I mean, literally, yeah. you would never believe that what happens at the end of, of Endgame. And they make it, they, they bring it into the real world in a way you're like, oh, this is how the world would react to a cataclysmic event and how the, the world would kind of move no on. No kidding. Yeah. And okay. um, uh, Marissa Tomei plays Aunt May, and all of these people that have a, had to adjust their lives to everything that happened in Endgame... Like, there are charity functions for people who have been displaced okay. because of what happened in Endgame, you know? Right. So it's just, it's stuff like how people would actually uh, act and interact post that movie. Um, Sam Jackson's back as Nick Fury. It's just, it's it's fantastic. I really loved it. Okay. All right. I love it. So uh, I got to, and it opens this weekend, so. And Michael no. Chiquino uh, did the music. It, it? opens no, next it week. on Tuesday. Yeah. Fourth uh, of July weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I think there are midnight screenings on Monday or Tuesday of next week. Monday going into Tuesday. Yeah. Right. And yep. then uh, the music, once again, by Michael Giacchino, and, and, and that's great as well.
Okay, cool. Excellent. Uh, we have a couple other audio clips since we're just doing an audio segment, if you don't mind. And audio of, is the you, things you hear, right? That's the things yeah. you hear. Uh, and speaking <laughs> of music, as you said about Michael Giacchino, we have clips from uh, the Black Keys. Yeah. And uh, they took uh, a big stretch of time off. Five years. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that long. And and it's interesting because they, they, they talk about that, and then they also talk about... Um, Sort of uh, why they took those five years off and how things sort of became like rote in a way. You, you know? know if this is Dan Auerbach? Both or of them. It's both of them. Okay. All right. So here we go. There's a clip about them uh, taking five years off. The shows are a lot of fun. It's addictive. The problem is, is you start gradually just whittling down uh, like your psyche and what you're able to process. And that's how we felt for 2010 through 2015. Right. But on top of that, when you're on the road, you keep, you don't. You don't get to create music. Yeah. You're just performing, so it can get it can become Groundhog Day really quickly. Oh, Groundhog Day. Tie in back to there. We go, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. All right, and then this other clip is uh, about them. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, about everything uh, becoming a bit routine. Here we go. Oh yeah, I, I could be constructing things in my head and and then play the songs. They were I had them I had the songs so down. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't even sound check. We'd go play in front of 20,000 people, and I wouldn't even sound check. It was just like, I know what it's going to sound like. I know. You know what I mean? It was just like very weird. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. I'm glad they have uh, got their, their new album out. I mean, it's interesting because there are so many other bands out there, and I love the Black Keys. This is, this is not a slight on them, but there are so many other bands out there that continue to tour and create new music all the time mm-hmm. and and I don't you know and somehow they make it work and you know some they obviously have their ups and downs and stuff like that but like you know I'm going to see Fish tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday and they've been doing it since 1983 you know they took a couple of years off but I mean they have come out with so much new music and have toured constantly um you know and now they they don't they, they still tour every single year but um you know and it was just they somehow make it work for themselves well yeah listen some people have a, a captivated audience and i'll use my favorite band or one of my favorite bands rush yeah. as an example as well they kept doing it putting out a new album kept touring year after year after year they were able to do it it becomes really really hard. most bands don't have that luxury they have a shelf life they get to a certain level and then they stop creating new music because it's not financial. It doesn't work out. It doesn't sell. Right. And, and it costs a lot. You know, yeah. it used to. I don't know. I, I assume it still is, is, a, is a a bit of a cost, you know, mm-hmm. I, with the technology perhaps. But you're right. It, it's an investment and, and it's not doesn't make any sense so they live off the catalog, right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, but then you have somebody like Billy Joel who hasn't put out new music in decades doesn't need to and yeah. sells out yeah. madison square garden night after night after night after night and still able to do it so it used to be the deal though as part of your job was that uh you could you know i mean as it almost forced the artist well you're working on the new album you're working on the new the new yeah. album you know and and now also with the piecemeal way albums and music and the songs can come out uh there's not that i think that push to be as creative sometimes when you're up against a wall i work very well under pressure it, you know it, it sort of gets me going mm-hmm. um some people don't you know at least in the, on the creative side yeah yep. but uh some people just you know if, if, yeah. if, they, if they're, they're not they don't have that schedule to stay on they just don't produce yep exactly so you know what i realized i have my i have my first band gig oh yeah oh. in 30 years wow that's how long it's been i know where is it again saturday night the whitpain tavern and it's 
Saint. Saint, yes, yes. And are you going on first or are the Black Keys? <laughs> <laughs> They're opening for us. <laughs> there you go. We're nostalgic. <laughs> we're going you know, to be the old favorites. They're going to be the closers. That's cool, man. Uh, 30 uh, years. It's been that long since I've played a paid gig. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. How much are you getting paid? <laughs> you know what? I don't even know. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. matter. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Yeah, we're just kind of doing it. I'm, for fun, I'm really so. excited for you, and I feel bad that I'm not going to make it, but I have to go see Fish for the 100th time. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, important things. Understood. In my no, I'm actually it's it's a it's a college reunion sort of uh, on yeah. Saturday, and and I you went to college with Fish? No, I did, no, it was, I, but I coordinated a reunion of sorts with all of my college friends before this gig was uh, put together for Preston. I, I, what if you said to the guys, hey? I have a band that's even better. Yeah, they're called Saints. No, I I totally get it. We're yeah. gonna play again elsewhere, but I mean, we're we're. I, what I was thinking about to promote this is like, hey, if you want to see some uh, older guys <laughs> pretend like they're rock stars, have we got a band for you, ladies well, and gentlemen? You're happy with the band. You say you're yeah, happy with yeah. the way they sound. No, we're just it's for fun. So, yeah. and we'll only play like once a month. So I'll let you guys know when we're playing again and. How much? Uh, how much have you prepared to do uh... song wise? Yeah, yeah, like thirty six. Oh wow, thirty six wow. songs. Yeah. yeah, three three full sets. And how long uh, are you going to be performing? Uh, I don't know. You guys are going to get so much ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, do you think we could um, we could get <laughs> them in studio tomorrow? God, I didn't uh... even think about that. Get, get Saint in studio? Do you think we could? No. Get them in studio tomorrow to promote their At event? some point, you're going to have to come in and play live yeah, on Yeah, I'm going to have to call yeah. our manager. And yeah. Have a manager? Yeah. Who is it, Rochelle? No, it's <laughs> Carter. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, I'm, I'm uh, uh, excited and nervous, and uh, it's going to be fun. It should be cool. If you book this band, I'll make you bacon that'll blow your head off. Yeah, that's right. That's Carter's whole yeah. thing. <laughs> All right, anyway, we should uh, take a break and come back in a moment because we have some bizarre file stories that I'm waiting to get out to you. And I also have a $50 Wawa gift card and T-shirts. Caller 12, it's going to be yours. 215-263-WMMR. Let's set you up. Caller number 12, you get it. And don't forget, we the uh, Welcome America celebration is coming up. And that does include Hoagie Day, the 27th annual, July 2nd. And it's right on Independence Mall, right outside of the uh, the Constitution Center. Usually is where the setup is. I'm assuming that's where it will be again. Free Hoagie at noon for the crowd. They're weighing in Free. at nine tons. 8,000 of it built is going to be donated to Filled Abundance, and 2,000 will be donated to Veterans Centers. But there's some free for you. And once again, that's on the second. Come out and join us. We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay down. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now. Everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Gloria Sons and SOS are sawed off shotgun on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. About 9.48. And uh, Preston Steve Radio program on a Thursday. It's, we're kind of flying right through it. And it's a nice summer day. If you like these warmer days, today is perfect for you. 92 degrees in sunshine. In fact, the weekend is going to be perfect for you. Uh, sunny tomorrow and Saturday, and uh, going to be in the mid-90s, so a little bit warmer, but not outrageous, you know, 100 and some odd degrees. It's, it's yeah, you're on man. the low end of the 90s. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. It should be pretty good stuff. Uh, Word of the Week Prize this week for Ringside Seats, WWE Extreme Rules coming up 
Sunday, July 14th, Wells Fargo Center. We'll get you closer to winning that. We're getting our next letter today and then one more tomorrow, and then we give that away, and it might be you. Hopefully it will be. Uh, so let's get right into the Bizarre File, and then we'll move things along. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, uh, I'm going to leave with this story. This is really odd. It's perfect for the Bizarre File. When I first read it, I didn't quite understand this, but, um, you know, some people throw away stuff they think that might be cursed, and others apparently will zip-tie those items to a fish. So a competitor, listen to this, in a fishing tournament on Lake Michigan Friday, reeled in a steelhead with a wedding ring that was attached to its tail by a zip-tie which, of course, raised some questions about that. So this guy's just fishing. He brings in this fish. He looks at it, and, uh, and zip-tied to the tail is a wedding ring. So the superstition, you attach it to a living fish? I don't know. Huh. On Monday, I've actually here, never here, heard it, of this. Here, they, they ended up tracking the guy down that did it. Wow, okay. He gives an explanation. So on Monday, the former owner of the wedding band came forward and explained that he got rid of his ring seven weeks ago. He said... That his decade-long marriage ended four years ago, and he thought that this would be a poetic way to discard his ring. He said, I am a fishing guide. She was always against me following my dreams and hated how much I fished. (laughs) So that's why he did it. He thought it would be ironic. The ultimate? So Did he marry the fish? No. The fish was caught by Joe Penner during uh, the aforementioned Pass the Passion Tournament. And he joked that he's had issues with his boat since catching the cursed ring. So yes, this reminds me for some reason of, of the Charlie Day character in the vacation movie, the, the guy who leads them on the whitewater rafting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, he's just saying, oh, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. It, 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 just a character is going through a bad breakup and decides to, you know, jump into his passion. I thought a big fish because the dad used a wedding true, ring. That's true, yeah. To catch, to catch the fish, yeah. So That's very, very bizarre. Uh, so has the crime rate tanked so low that your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man needs a second job? Well, Spidey senses point to yes. After the web singer was caught, web slinger was caught on video Monday, pressure cleaning a roof in miserable weather. So Instagram user Skinny George said that he looked out the window to check out the weather and saw the amazing Spider-Man or a man dressed in the, as the web head on the roof of the Cavalry Fellowship Church next door who is pressure cleaning the roof. Don't ask. Yeah, even crazier, the man wasn't tethered to anything while he was on top of the building, and it was a really steep roof, too. Maybe he is Spider-Man. Yeah, as far as his work, pressure cleaning seems like it uh, could be his real superpower because he was able to do it, but it's this bizarre video of this dude in a Spider-Man costume (laughs) cleaning a roof. I I would love to see something like that. When the window cleaners will wear costumes when they're outside of, like, a children's hospital. That is awesome. It's great, yeah. Yeah. Well, an audiologist could hardly believe the size of a massive earwax chunk that he had just pulled out of his patient's ear following a February 22nd procedure that was captured on video. Uh, The doctor, uh, Neil Rithatha, said when he pulled it out, wow, look at that. You see it in the video. Yeah. <laughs> Rathatha, whose uh, patient was not Look a, at this. Said, look at this. Look what I found. <laughs> Rathatha found a big bunch of wax that was in someone's ear. Uh, Rathatha, whose patient 
was not identified in the clip. Initially estimated the chunk of earwax measured the entirety of the ear canal. Wow. And he wasn't far off. The earwax measured at uh, about one inch, falling just .19 inches short of taking up the entire ear canal. And a wedding ring was tethered around it. Right. Rathatha said both the client and I were in complete shock. My reaction upon removing was, wow. And the client's reaction when he saw the piece of earwax uh, himself was to say, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so a lot of great quotables going wow, on these there. these people are something else. Just really man. wordsmiths. Wow. Uh, I will guarantee you this, that it sounded, it must to have him have sounded like he got back all of his hearing. I would think so, Because yeah. uh, sometimes when you get your ears clean and they get, you know, if you do have an an issue with wax, yeah. it's very liberating. Yep. Yeah, I remember when I first started having issues with uh, with my hearing, yeah. the first thing a doctor wanted to do was clean my ears. He said, well, let's start there. See where yeah. it goes. And so they squirt this water in your ear, which is excruciatingly loud when they do that, by the way. I could not believe all the stuff that came out of my Ew, ear. It, it, oh, honestly, no. it can't believe it. Casey. Same thing happened to me. It was it was just wild. Yeah, and it, and you know it wasn't out of the ordinary a lot. In fact, no. it didn't help my hearing at all. But that's just kind of what's in there. Uh, so anyhow, a footage from the procedure shows Rathafa using a suction tool to dislodge the wax through the patient's ear. Despite the amount of buildup, his patient's eardrum was intact and healthy. Experts say that some earwax is good for the ears, and patients should generally leave it alone. Earwax acts as a natural cleanser. And so Dr. Mike always says... Yep, and moves from the ear canal outward, collecting dead skin cells, hair, and dirt on its way. So it's actually good to have that. And people like to see that when the earwax is falling out of your ears in public. They say, boy, that guy probably has very clean ear canals. All right, so I I think I teased this the other day. I told you guys about this. It's in New New Orleans. Apparently, billions of bugs that look like mosquitoes are showing up in the Louisiana city, blanketing car windshields and littering the ground. The aquatic midges, often called blind mosquitoes, don't bite. They don't suck blood. They don't carry diseases. In fact, they're good for the environment. But they're a huge nuisance, and residents complain that they smell like rotting fish. Ew. Oh, my God. Yeah. The insects lay their eggs in fresh water. They, uh, the more polluted, the better. Uh, and uh, Lake Pontchartrain is their brackish, but since early May, it's been getting water diverted from the Mississippi River because New Orleans levees need a break, and the diverted water is rich with fertilizer and other pollutants flushed out from farms and cities. Therefore, the bugs are happier than ever, so they're they're having a real problem with these things, but they smell like rotting fish. And that area smells bad to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Time for one more? Yep. The owner of a restaurant in Spain set the Guinness World Record for the most expensive cheese sold at auction when he bought 5.78 pounds of artisan blue cheese for $16,000. For five pounds of cheese. Oh, my God. It's so pricey because it's uh, Cabrillet's cheese, one of the strongest recognized blue cheeses in the world. The cheese came from the Valfrio Cheese Factory and matures inside the caves of the Picos de Europa mountain range in Spain. Sounds uh, pretty elaborate. A bidding war for the cheese lasted nearly two was hours. Was it sealed in individual plastic No, it wasn't, no, it wasn't individual, individual slices. slices. <laughs> and the uh, winner went up against... Uh, it was fi- in a can. 15 other bidders. So God almighty. Like, yeah, that's crazy. All right, and there you go. I wonder what, I wonder what they're going to sell little portions of that for to be ridiculous. <laughs> All right, and that's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Let's take a quick break. Come back in just a moment. 
Uh, we will return. Do I have any more? Yeah, just one. Last Wawa gift card, and it is for $50, and we'll take caller number 13-215-263-WMMR. We'll set you up with that right now. Call. We'll be back in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I think somebody needs to end their song with that. I think it fits in. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> At the end of something really sad, like mm-hmm. a uh, mm-hmm. like a Tori Amos song. <laughs> oh my God! Pearl Jam on ninety three three WMMR. It's Better Man. It's five minutes after ten o'clock. Preston and Steve show on Thursday. Man, the weekend is closer. Just getting ready to taste it all, and uh, I'm sure we'll have some exciting programming things ready for you here at WMMR, as we always do. Uh, I know we have a big freaking deal right now, and if uh, camping is your thing, and I know, Nick, you're into camping. Yeah, uh, this deal looks awesome. Yeah, you get two $50 gift certificates to PA Campground Owners Association for the price of one. It's pretty sweet. So it's $100 and 100 bucks valid for uh, sleeping sites, RV spots, and uh, fully functioning cabins. Ooh, I, I checked, that, checked yeah. out the list, and there are a lot of options on there. So if you're into camping anywhere in Pennsylvania, uh, look into it because it's pretty cool. It's really extensive. What kind of cabins? Oh, like, uh, well, some are a little <clears throat> more luxurious than others. Some are just like um, shelters more than yeah. anything else. But, really? Um, but. I went to a campground in, in Jim Thorpe not that long ago, and um, basically it's just a roof over your head as opposed to staying in a tent for the weekend. Hmm. Uh, but it'll you know give you a little more protection than a tent yeah. would. Yeah, I've seen some that are literally that. I yeah. mean, it's just you know uh, not even glass in the windows or anything. Right. They have just holes, but it's in. It's a little more sturdy. You know, you bring uh, your bag in structure, but I've, bring I've your also in. I've also been in one Steve where they they have a little TV for you too. I mean, no. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Made so, out of stone? Like the not, no, it's not made out of stone. <laughs> Uh, where a bird just pops his head up and gives you the news report. <laughs> yeah, the record was a uh, is a bird's beak on the record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, there's over 200 participating on Pennsylvania campgrounds. So you can get this exclusive deal now through Sunday at WMMR.com. Keyword is deal. It's great. And supplies are limited. There's always great deals uh, when it comes. Oh. And uh, Block Party uh, Weekend is happening this weekend on MMR, by the way. So it should be pretty cool, man. What? No, no, it was just I we uh, used that Maury's deal that we had a couple of uh, weeks ago over the weekend. And, you know, you're, you're getting basically most of the time you're getting, you know, uh, either something for half price or like two for the cost of one. Yeah, yeah. we're so used to hearing mm-hmm. stuff that it kind of goes sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, and then you really think about what you're getting. This stuff is really good. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to rediscover the magic of harry potter and the goblet of fire concert at the man uh td pavilion on july 20th so the question that i have for you is uh let's see was the 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 great shortage of 2008 at benning bennigan's (laughs) caused it i'm I'm rewording this nick if you don't mind um what was the great shortage of that caused benning bennigan's to go into bankruptcy there you go it's true it was a great shortage of 2008 that caused Bennigan's to go into bankruptcy. What were they short on? 
WMMR. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Let's see what you got today, Steve. Well, Prince William saying he would absolutely be okay if any of his children are gay, but did admit he does have some concerns. William says his greatest fear is that one of his children might eventually grow up to be French. Nope. Oh, my God. Doesn't want that. Ty Pennington giving Home Improvement star Jesse Tyler Ferguson his blessing as the new host for the Extreme Makeover reboot. Pennington says Ferguson is a perfect choice because he has no contracting abilities whatsoever and just thinking about it makes him want to die. <laughs> that really doesn't sound like a blessing, does it? And finally, Pamela, Pamela Anderson taking to Instagram to announce she's broken up with her boyfriend, soccer star Aldili. Is that how it's pronounced? Adil Rami. After finding out he's been cheating, Anderson says Rami will soon receive a clinic in ball kicking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood show. All right, we'll see if we can find the answer. What caused Benigan to go into bankruptcy? It was a great shortage of what in 2008. And I will go to Buddy. Hey, Buddy. Hey. All right, what was the great shortage of in 2008? Is it broccoli bites? The broccoli, broccoli bites. bites. Yep, hang on. The great broccoli bite shortage of 2008 was the cause of Bennigan's to go into bankruptcy. Although, actually, there's one where in New Jersey? It was somewhere Vineland. in Vineland, New Jersey. All right. Uh, you got it right, buddy. We are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to rediscover the magic of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in concert at the Man's TD Pavilion. July 20th, and the Philadelphia Orchestra performs Patrick Doyle's Unforgettable Score live as the enchanting Harry Potter series plays on the big screen in high definition. Picnic's welcome at this all-ages event and the series. Movies at the Man is presented by BMW. Uh, for tickets, visit themancenter.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> All right. Another day, another corn story. Corn has announced that the band will release its 13th studio album, The Nothing, on September 13th. The follow-up to 2016's The Serenity of Suffering has been uh, preceded by a first single called You'll Never Find Me, which arrived on uh, Wednesday. Again. Oh, okay. Jonathan Davis said, uh, deep within our earth lives an extraordinary force. He's right. Very few are aware of the magnitude and significance of this place where good and evil, dark and light, bliss and torment, torment, loss, gain, and hope and despair all exist as one, pulling at us every moment of our lives. Welcome to the deep, dark caverns of energy. You are here because of corn, yes? You are one of us. You make the hallowed sound. <laughs> it's not something you Everyone. say. <laughs> it's not something that we can choose to navigate, he says, but... <laughs> what a bunch of crap. <laughs> but rather an awareness of this presence that surrounds us with every breath as if we were being watched at every moment. You are! It's the place where black and white energies attach themselves to our souls and shape our emotion, choices, perspective, and ultimately our very existence. There is a miraculous and small realm within this vortex. 
and it's the only place where balance between these dynamic and polarizing forces exists, where the soul finds its refuge. Welcome to the nothing. I. <laughs> uh, did you just make that? I just made that. Turn to the beginning. I, one more right. time. Yeah, I'm going to throw a couple more in there. Yeah, so please. Give me please. A really, you can't go I, wrong. No. I have some more to say about corn. So. It's like it, this, the, this is the corn version of making it rain. <laughs> corn and Alice in Chains will embark on a co-headlining amphitheater tour across uh, North America this summer. Uh, we are in uh, nothing. Play the ceremonial sound. Enter. Well, that's that's the uh, that's like the password. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's a, it's a, a, a open sesame. Okay, you have approached the border of truth. To enter the hall of corn, you must emit. The sound of recognition. Proceed. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly, the boulder rolls to one side. Enter. (laughs) This is as stupid as it gets. (laughs) Davis is literally... <laughs> Come on in! Come on in! <laughs> we got pizza. Oh my! God. Davis's lyrics are often fueled by anger, and uh, he I'm said, angry. Said a while back that he always has a steady supply on hand. He said, like any human being, I don't think that things go on in life that don't piss you off, and I just zero in on those things and write about them in my music. It's how I get them out. I don't know any human being that can say that they've always been happy and never get pissed off. Okay. All right. Uh, yep. I'm, uh, Do we have a new password? Uh, <laughs> I think we... I hear clicking, and I think that... Uh, we have tightened it up just a right. little bit. Okay. Here we go. Hang on a second. All right. Ready to try it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back to music news. Oh, yeah. Black Sabbath guitarist Tony Iommi and bassist Geezer Butler attended the official naming dedication of the Black Sabbath Bridge on Wednesday in the heart heart of the the British cities. You have come for the bridge dedication. Speak the sacrificial sound. <laughs> this bridge is very cool. I just spit all over the place. This bridge is very cool. The artwork is very nice. It's yeah. it's totally Black Sabbath. I think it's a good tribute. Iomi and uh, Butler cruise to the scene aboard a boat to unveil the new bridge signage from the canal below the bridge, which crosses the canal at Broad Street. <laughs> King of the world. Uh, hundreds of Sabbath fans uh, flocked to the site to watch. A bench incorporating images of all four founding members of the band has also been installed at the bridge itself. Wow, a rock and roll bench. 
Uh, Iomi said in a statement, the bridge named and commemorative bench are both terrific, and we're thrilled that everyone can now enjoy what has become a special location for Black Sabbath history. Honestly, when you got into rock, mm. it was about the chicks and the benches, and right? The benches and the bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of bitches, it was bridges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bitches that, and benches. Remember that bridge in uh, in Chicago where the Dave Matthews Band bus was driving over? And yes. Cr- yep. That should be the official Dave Matthews Band bridge. <laughs> right. Yeah, they dumped all the sewage out, yeah. out, out of there. Yeah. There's a tourist boat they passing got underneath. Big, big trouble for that, <laughs> They right? sure did. Yeah. yeah, they got fined a lot of money. Yeah. All right, and then uh, just one last story. Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett and bassist Robert Trio for, uh, will perform at Cosmo Music's Cosmopolitan Music Hall in Richmond Hill, Ontario, Canada, on July 26th. And they're going to perform. They, they're actually doing a, a, a cover band. So it's them and their good friends, uh, Whitfield Crane, who is uh, from Ugly Kid Joe singing, and Joey Castillo. Formerly I bet you of, Jackson will be up there. <laughs> yeah. uh, formerly of Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, he used to have an ugly kid Joe tattoo <laughs> on drums. Uh, dubbed the Wedding Band, they'll play classic covers from bands like ACDC, Black Sabbath, and Billy Idol, and more. I wish there was more uh, of this sort of stuff. I like when uh, bands have fun. and Yeah. Yeah, like Chevy Metal. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, tickets go on sale Thursday at noon. Today at noon. Limited run of 100 VIP tickets are priced $300. It includes a pre-show meet and greet with Kirk Hammett. And a uh, signed a poster from his horror exhibition, a limited edition Kirk Hammett Monster Mashup Funko Pop figure, and two special edition guitar picks and a commemorative gift bag. Uh, general admission tickets are also limited to one hundred. Price of two hundred dollars. And as previously reported, the Royal Ontario Music, I'm sorry, Museum in Toronto is going to host its alive classic horror and sci-fi art from the Kirk Hammett collection, July 13th through January 5th. So they're going to have it there for a while. They were having that exhibit out in AC. Remember a couple of years they had it? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, when they did uh, Metallica's big festival. I've even forgotten what the name of that damn festival was. Bill, do you remember that? Orion. Orion Orion Festival. Festival. Yeah. 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 Bill's hanging out in the corner of the room over there, by the way. He is, yes. That's why I asked him. Oh, dude, (laughs) seriously. Casey... Casey never, ever fails to bust on whatever Bill is wearing. He's, it's a, it's a, Bill, he's wearing white pants. You can't hear it, but he's playing the Miami Vice theme. <laughs> he's such a good sport, that's why. He is. Uh, he's wearing white pants. Right. Here he comes. Uh, here he comes. All right. <laughs> what? I finally got around to watching the Daily Rush where... <laughs> Bill Weston comes on the air or something <laughs> disgusting. Wow. What was that? Oh, it God. was a Bill Weston. Um, you get off. off. Gets off. Yeah. I get yeah. off. That's yeah. That was like uh, that yeah. was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> it's like I get off. <laughs> Bill You're Weston really? comes on the air. He he came on the air I, to be on the air with us. Uh, yeah, I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> um, did but, you guys like discuss that on the call today before? We, hey, no, no, no. No, it was just these things happen spontaneously. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. say today's the day that we bust on Bill and his uh, his fluid. Yeah, I mean, I, do you always <laughs> consult tubs on uh, what we put on the air, Crockett? <laughs> We're going to a baseball game. It's going to be 90 degrees in the sun. I'm wearing light, reflective clothing. All right. That's very, very okay. good call. Take me out to the ball game. Um, you wouldn't, uh, no shorts, though? You feel uncomfortable doing that? Yeah, as an executive you're not here? a shorts guy. Yeah. Nah. No, no, I don't see you as a shorts guy. No, I understand that. No, because you, the uh, the drug dealers would be tipped off. <laughs> no, because he's he's a, he's in management. And, yeah, and I agree. It's a little too casual for a work thing, even though it is a, a baseball game. Management? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> I used to love Miami Vice. I'm going to wear a hat today. <laughs> There's some fuel for your fire, Carrie. Make yeah, a, big, a big panorama hat. I mean, I, I honestly would never wear white pants, and it has nothing to do with fashion. Is You'd everything... stain it up like crazy. I would, d- d- yeah, dude, I mean, something. I swear. So would I. Yes. I hate that. <laughs> I used to wear white pants all the time really? when I was in high school. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and white is slimming. No, no, <laughs> no black, black is slimming. Is slimming. Black is oh, yeah. slimming. Yeah. We did a photo shoot yesterday, and most of us were wearing black for that very reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Bill's already slim. You're, you're yeah, a slim, trim dude, so yeah, you're good great. to go. He's very stylish. All right, Bill Weston. Thanks, his, his music again. Thank you very much. Yes. Casey Stone. Wait, I can feel it in the air tonight. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what we have in music news for you. We're going to take a break. We'll return in just a moment. You will need to have the letter of the day if you have the hopes of winning the Word of the Week prize, which we give away tomorrow. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stay there. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Lincoln, Lincoln, what you drinking? Bleed it out, 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks, 1031. And we're about ready to wrap up today's radio program. It's been a fun morning. It has been. Part of it without Kathy Romano. She just kind of stealthily disappeared during one of her breaks. She had to get out uh, for an appointment or something along those lines. She was actually putting her blanket on the beach. Is that what she was going to go save her space? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It was a memorial service. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to bring that up or not. But, yeah, it was... Sorry. I'll just okay, we were joking around. I know. I know. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> speaking of that. Yes. My bad. Of the, Sorry about that, dudes. Putting a blanket. <laughs> putting the blanket on the beach. We have a poll uh, yeah. that is up as to whether or not saving a space at the beach is uh, socially acceptable or not. And uh, you can you can go ahead and weigh in on that. I think at uh, 58% people say, no, you shouldn't go and set stuff up two hours before you know, anyone gets there and just leave it by itself. So, yeah, and still a little neck and neck. 50. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think... But I... at a memorial service, you should definitely... <laughs> Don't put your blanket down. Don't. Well, no, yeah. Know. Just Can't really... buy the coffin, really. Yeah, yeah right? Safe seats. Anyway. No, but I had said something off air about that break that I probably should have said on air, and which is, you know what? <laughs> when you get to the beach, you get the spot... At that time. So if you get to the beach at 10 o'clock, you get a 10 o'clock spot. Yeah. If you can't get to the beach until noon, sorry, you get the noon spot. You know? Simple as that. But but what you but you say that you if you get there at 10 a.m. and you leave your stuff and then come back yeah. at noon, that's a no-no. I no. think that's a no-no. No, because no, you're really not getting there until noon. Right. So you should, you know, you get there at noon, you get a noon spot. You get your noon spot. You get spot. there and you stay. At least somebody stays. At least yes. one, per- one person should stay. Be the stuff minder. The yes. stuff minder. Is uh, another one. I am the stuff minder. In this room is the pit of corn. Utter the sound to enter. There's literally nothing redeeming about what we're doing now. No, no, I don't think so. All right. It's as dumb as dumb can be. I want to thank our friends from Wawa yeah. for being here this morning. Man, as you can imagine, they brought a lot of sandwiches, tons of uh, Wawa hoagies, and they're getting ready for uh, Welcome America and Wawa Hoagie Day, two of these events, uh, all part of the same thing. I mean, uh, the Welcome America uh, is the official dates. 
uh, June 29th through July 4th, and Hoagie Day is on July 2nd. And if you've never been out for Hoagie Day, it's really cool, and especially when it's a nice day out and you're out there on Independence Mall with all these people hanging out. And there's not only just the, the free sandwiches, but... Um, the Philadelphia Fire Department and the Philadelphia um, Police face off against each other in the Hoagie Building contest. It, it's, it, the Hoag, by the way, the Hoagie Building contest, I've uh, emceed a few times. It's, it's a brawl. It's yeah. a food fight, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. And you have the, the Air National Guard and uh, who's the other group? The, the Air Force, I think they go off against each other. Uh, and they take it seriously. They want to win. It's a lot, It's very cool. And there's uh, the... the uh, a lot of the Wawa, Chris Geisens, uh, you know, he's one of the top executives there, shows up. And we, we always have a good time. There's music. They got singers. And they handle the crowd. Honestly, everything is handled so well, you don't feel overwhelmed. It's it's, yeah. it's just a great time. So that'll be on the second. Thanks and, to Wawa. Yeah, Casey and I will be hosting that. And at noon, I think, is when the uh, the sandwich is served. So come out for that. Uh, but thank you guys for being here. We do appreciate your uh, participation here on the show. Uh, Pierre Robert just made his way into the studio. How you doing, man? Good day. Hey, I have an update on my wallet yesterday. Preston, the hotline was uh, on hold <laughs> oh, yesterday, man. and I go, well, who's that? I don't see anyone around for a rock star interview. I press it up. There's a rock star on there. <laughs> um, Pierre, but you sounded kind of low, and I go, yes. I didn't even recognize your voice. Preston, yeah. Pancakes looking for my wallet. <laughs> oh, you lost your wallet? Well, I had, I couldn't find it anywhere, and I looked in all the regular spots and all my you know clothes that I may have left something. Anyway, so I called Pancake, and I'm like, dude, do me a favor. Can you go glance in the studio, in the Preston and Steve studio, and then maybe go look in our, our office and our workspace there right? and see if you see it? And he puts me on hold. I was on hold for a long time. Uh, and Pierre eventually picks up. He didn't know who was on hold. I'm like, yeah, pancakes looking for my wallet. And he put me back on hold. I was hold, on hold for a long time. So much so that while pancake had me on hold, I went out to my car, which I had already searched twice. Of course. And I looked one more time where I didn't look was kind of this area between the passenger seat and the passenger door. Like why my wallet would have been there. I have no idea. Yeah. And it was wedged down in there and I found it huh. and pancake gets back on. And of course... Pancake had not just looked in here and looked in the office. He went upstairs to the conference room. He, like, scoured the offices because the dude is just... He's a good man. He's amazing. Yeah. And he said, and, I found it. He was No, and he was <laughs> slightly out of breath. And yeah. I'm like, I'd been at home, like, and, and I, 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 like, interrupted him. I'm like, dude, stop telling me what you did. I found it already. He's like, oh. <laughs> He's such a hard worker. Chris, I found your wallet, but it has Bill Weston's ID in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So uh, I can so relate with that because it happens several times a day. For I know me. you were telling me that. Um, and <laughs> why, so. is there, why is there a picture of Bill Weston's <laughs> wife in your wallet? <laughs> One of the things that has helped me is getting this this tile thing. Oh, they're really so, good. Uh, like I, I'll misplace my phone even in my car. I'll go, yeah. where'd it go? And I, you press the thing. And your phone starts making noise. It activates nice. your phone so you can find your phone. That's cool. Um, and I did that after <laughs> the last time. What happens if you misplace your keys? Can you use it's your got phone a key to... thing. Yeah, so you can put um, a tile on ed- anything. Uh, so... so it has a key thing on his phone. Yeah. So if he misplaces both of them, he's screwed. So, but, yeah. you know. It's got a key thing. It'll tell you where your keys are. And... that's Now it's telling me where my keys are. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. I might have to get one of those because... We, in this business, I keep my phone on mute all the time because I would hate to accidentally have forgotten to put it on mute here in the studio when we're on the air yeah. and all of a sudden the phone rings or you get it and whatever. So I keep it on mute all the time. And anytime I misplace it in the house, my wife says, you want me to call it? And I'm like, it, 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 they won't hear it. 
It'll maybe you'll hear it vibrate, you know, so I should get one of those. Um, what this, about FaceTime? Does FaceTime supersede the mute on your phone? No. Well, okay. you know, do you, you have, if you have an iPhone, you can hit, hit the Find My Phone. It'll give you a general area, and you can also have your phone um, on Find My Phone. Uh, it will uh, set up a beep tone. So yeah. wherever your phone is, it'll make it start beeping. Mine's usually in the house somewhere, yeah. so I already know generally where right. it is. But just to have that, just hit it, boom, good to go. I got like to do that. I got those tiles when they were bigger. They're a lot smaller now yeah. for, for my wife. Uh, I have them implanted in my brain. Yeah. Quite work. Yeah. Um, because... I use it in the car, uh, Pierre. I have a little tile, and every now and then you'll forget where you've parked. Oh, and, and so great. I have the tile app as well. And so, you know, Christmas shopping or whatever, and you you park somewhere in the mall, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, get that. No recollection as to where it is. So I just I have one <laughs> next to my driver's seat on the, on the uh, you know, just right in the glove box. My um, this The reason I got this uh, is because... Um, I was leaving the gymnasium one evening, and um, I I hit the stop line to go, oh, I don't have my phone. I turned around, went back to the gymnasium, went through it, go, no, it's not there. I go, I drive up Lancaster Avenue to the Starbucks. I went in there, phone, no. Then I went to the mini mart where I got my power bar. Is it in there? No. I went back to the gym. I looked again in the gym, went, no. And then I pulled over and parked again, and I'm totally uh, um, cursing my um my adult state of consciousness. And as I'm looking through the car, I stand up in the parking lot and it's on my sunroof. No way. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I've got this rubber-coated um, safety uh, and it didn't move. Thing on it. It's yeah. stuck wow. to the side. It's driving up and down Lancaster <laughs> Avenue. Wow. Um, and and I'm going. Where the hell is my phone? That's the way I live every <laughs> yeah. single. Well, you heard? Day. Did you hear my story about? It? So I got out. It was pouring rain in the parking lot, and I got out. And you know, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just close to the door. I won't get out. Get the umbrella out. It's in the lot right here. Early in the morning, you know, and so I'm. Uh, I go to close the door and I hit the button to lock and it won't lock, which means the keys are still in the car. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, what the hell's going on? And so I'm like, I'm looking. The key, the fob is black. You know, the interior of the car is black. And I'm so, okay, now it's pouring on me. Now I have to take out the umbrella. I open up the umbrella over me as I'm looking and looking around and I'm leaning forward and, and I, I clink, clink, and I feel something hit my chin. The keys were in my mouth. That's right. I see now I don't feel so bad. Yeah. I will sometimes yell at Pancake, where are my glasses? And he goes, <clears throat> where are they? Look in that mirror. Duh. Oh, right, they're on. I rarely lose things, and I mean really rarely lose things. And I lost my wallet three times in less than a month last month, and I was started to get concerned. I'm like, oh, my God. Is something happening to me? What's like that commercial yeah. that you know? I'm, you watch the, the news channels periodically. Sweetheart, you left your you left your shoes in the freezer. Right, <laughs> right. It's the first sign of dementia. Right. I've yeah. been this way since second grade. Right. Yeah. 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 So a friend of mine just says, "Call it your disability," <laughs> and um, you know, and that way you don't beat yourself up over it. You right. have liverwurst hot glued to your forehead, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> this is a bad sign. <laughs> All right, we should do the letter of the day. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. G is in glorious. All right, we have one more to go. We'll get it tomorrow, and you might win yourself four ringside seats. WWE Extreme Rules, Sunday, July 14th, Wells Fargo Center. You can see Coffee Kingston, uh, Kevin Owens, and Dolph Ziggler in a WWE Championship Triple Threat match. Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin in a WWE 
the Universal Championship table match, and many more of your favorite Raw and SmackDown live superstars. Uh, tickets start at just $25 at Wells Fargo Center Philly. Dot com. So we give that away tomorrow. What do you have in store on today's program, Pierre? Well, speaking of glorious, I have glorious Suns and Struts tickets. They'll play up in Mount Airy uh, Casino in the Poconos to give away. I also have a workforce block of the Who uh, in honor of John Entwistle, the legendary bass player. We lost him today uh, in 2002, but he had some great Who songs that we'll add in. We had the Royal Blood uh, block request, and we have a block of uh, the Hooters to get to. And a couple of flashbacks to our Friday adventure uh, at the New Jersey Motorsports oh. Park over in Millville, uh, where we took the microphone into the Porsche, uh, Porsche and drove at 140 miles an hour around wow. the track. Um, I didn't drive, thank God. Uh-huh. I would have lost the keys. Um, but um, <laughs> where's that clutch? Oh, I left it back there. Um, but um, we have some audio from it, so it'll be Excellent. Happy. Wonderful. All right, thanks, Pierre. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Plus, Jeff D'Ambrosio's 4th, 4th of July sales event. I can save up to 16000 on new Ram trucks open July 4th. Tomorrow on the program, hey, Brad Williams is going to be in the ah, studio. Very cool. Comedian. He's hilarious. And we're also going to talk to Jim Norton, who's getting in touch with us tomorrow, too. Ah, very cool. That, that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Casey, I'm with you on this one, but Delco still sucks. Burke County! Next message. Kathy Romano, I just wanted to let you know I love you, and me and your real boots can go save seats on the beach any day of the week, baby. Love you guys. Next message. Nobody gives a where you sit. Just sit down and enjoy the sun. This is why the Jersey Shore sucks. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, my name is Nate Bender from Checkpoint XP, and if you like video games, you should subscribe to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast from B-Pod Studios. On Checkpoint XP, we talk about the biggest stories in gaming, like the loot box controversy and the U.S. government getting involved with regulating video games. We also cover the latest news in the growing world of esports, like Nate Nanzer leaving the Overwatch League and joining Epic to jumpstart the Fortnite esports scene, or Tifu suing the esports organization that represents it. Phase Clan and Checkpoint XP gets access to some of the biggest names in video gaming and geek culture, like Sam Regal from Critical Role and one of the best Smash players in the world, Hungrybox of Team Liquid. So if you want to keep up on the latest in the world of video games, make sure you're subscribed to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast for new episodes Monday through Friday. Find us at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.